What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new episode coming right at you. I hope you all made it through the 4th of July with all your fingers and toes intact. Yo, homemade fireworks, nothing to play with. Now that we got that PSA out of the way, this week's episode is brought to you by the video versions of And Now We Drink. The video versions are available now on Vimeo. They're awesome. I do say so myself because I put in a lot of fucking work into them. Anywho, anwd.net slash videos. The Theater Rain episode is free of charge. The rest of them are 99 cents a piece or $6 a month for unlimited streaming. This week we are also brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Uh, Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. Every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection and sends it to its thousands of members worldwide. Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please and features you can't get anywhere else. Things like bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album inspired artwork and custom cocktail pairing recipe. Can't beat it. Rad vinyl with awesome features, custom art, custom cocktail pairing recipe. And Vinyl Me Please isn't like Record of the Month clubs of old. It's month to month, no strings attached, cancel anytime. So check out Vinyl Me Please today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Oh, yeah. This week, we are also brought to you by our friends at Gamefly.com. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as the old school systems. As a Gamefly member, you can run as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. If you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it at a low used price. They're never a duty to late fees. Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. So sign up today for a premium 30-day trial for free. One game out, shipped directly to you with a pre-addressed envelope for easy returns. No contracts, cancel anytime. Go to www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.gameflyoffer.com slash ANWD. Last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. And if they are not already, soon to be the number one comedy podcast app on Android. That's right. Laughable is on Android now. So not only can you subscribe to your favorite podcast, you can subscribe to your favorite podcasters, comedians, and personalities. Whenever they make an appearance on another show, boom, right there in your subscription feed. On top of that, Laughable links recommendations in-app every day. Laughable is 100% free, so go to the Google Play Store, go to the App Store, download it now, and find funny. This week's guest is author and the publisher behind King Shot Press, Mr. Michael Casepes. Michael and I have been trying to get this together for a couple of years now, but he lives in Portland, only comes to LA once in a blue moon. Yeah, we pulled it off. <laughs> this one uh, gets a little dark at points, but it's a funny dark. Don't take anything too seriously. Sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy, drinking buddies.
just let me just take my phone and burn it now. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I I'm sure there's worse on that. Uh, are you recording now? We are recording. Oh, now. you're recording now. No, the like percentage of of I should not have my phone during an interview, but the percentage of of fecal matter that's on phones is like apparently a lot. Oh yeah, phones are fucking filthy. And how? I mean, have you watched people wash their hands in a bathroom? They don't. No, oh, I know. I feel bad for anyone I've gone down on because my beard is probably full of fecal matter too. <laughs> you're gonna get an infection when I go down on you, girl. No, no, you're not. Please, I'd like to eat vagina still. I don't know why I'm saying this on air, especially in the first forty seconds. You, of- you realize that somebody's gonna be like, "Yo, I, I wanted to, I wanted to hook up, but then I just couldn't get that that image out of my head of just your shitty, your shit encrusted beard." But that's an actual thing. Shit encrusted <laughs> beards are actually. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Are you are you googling right now? Uh huh. You're about to. Some, are you about to educate me? Yeah. So I mean, is the New York Post considered a reliable source? Define reliable. We're living in the post reliable era. Oh. So what's? Well, why don't we just go to Snopes? Does a study find that men's beards are full of fecal matter? It's totally from like rubbing your face after like not. Oh, Snopes says it's false. I can go back to eating pussy. Awesome. But I've definitely eaten some ass. There's definitely been some rubbing against my beard. But hopefully it's getting washed prior, right? Like a little bit. Well, I mean, post. it wasn't. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't what you would like the sushi of, of ass where it's fresh. I mean, you got to taste test it. Oh, dude. If it's foul, you, you just spit it out. in your mouth, not in your hand. Hopefully it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Oof. They just took too big of a drink of that. And you're worried about ruining your career. Welcome <clears throat> yep. to the show. Yep. Not worried about ruining my career. I'm just worried about... Um, well, you shouldn't be worried about it. You should just expect it at this mm-hmm. point. Career? I work in Indie Lit, man. Their <laughs> career's uh, a little too generous of a term. I'm fortunate enough to be part-time in my life. But that's mostly because of gig economy shit so i have like a day job to keep the lights on about three days a week and i have about a four day span where depending on the needs i work on king shot or do like amazon flex so i have a love-hate relationship with amazon for instance because they're at once strangling oh jeff bezos is gonna hear this right he's gonna oh yeah hey, you said his name fuck he's like fucking uh you better ble- you should just bleep that so it's just like and so beep. you can yeah. say amazon the minute you say Bezos' name. Oh, shit. He's like, uh, what's this fuck from Harry Potter? Yeah. This is how literate I am. I can't even recite Harry Potter characters. I haven't read those books, so you're, yeah. I've, I've seen the movies once, I think. I saw the first one once. That was the bad one, too. Was it? Th- there's there's a good one that's like uh, Alfonso Cuaron or something like that, dude. Uh, uh, I th- did he direct it? I don't know. There was like a pretty good one. That's kind of like a little too good to be a Harry Potter movie. I don't know. But I, I value those as an entertainment, though, because, I mean, if people are enjoying it, man, who the fuck am I to be like, don't. I'm not going to kink shame people. No, apparently Chris Columbus directed all of it. What? That's that's bullshit. No. We're going to Wikipedia on this. Directors. Check, check the third or fourth one. <laughs> Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus the whole way. I disagree. Put your phone down. I will do all the Googling. 
This is re- this this feels. <laughs> no, yeah, he didn't direct all of them, but it is Harry Potter three, I think. The Prisoner of Azkaban, Azkaban, which is directed by. It's got Gary Oldman in it, and it's. I don't. I give up. This is. <laughs> yeah, why he only did two of them. Did Google gets so hard to do it. I, I'm on IMDb. He only okay, did yeah. two of them. He did Social Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Okay, so the first two, and then they were like, "We're taking this away from you," and giving Appar- it to more competent people. Apparently, what, are you calling the director of Home Alone incompetent? I mean, no comment. He made kitty ch- torture porn. <laughs> I I really love those movies. Everyone really loved those movies. That's yeah. why they gave him other movies. I mean, but they didn't give Macaulay Culkin other movies. That sure is fucked. Uh, I mean, Party yeah, Monster. He had, uh, and he had the, the, the Page Master, right? No. There's like a semi-animated one that he did, I thought. And The Good Son. And where The Good Son. he was like the evil fucking... Or wait, was he The Good Son or The Bad Son? No, he was The Bad Son. And then there's Mac and Me, right? No, not Mac and Me. <laughs> the one where he dies to the bee. Spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My girl, uh, my girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that's a underrated movie in the world of men. Kind of watch Macaulay die to beast. I, I um, <laughs> we got so far off of the Amazon thing, but uh, we're distracting Bezos. I, no, oh no, fuck! No. I said his name again. <laughs> Shit. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna find you. Awesome. Um, maybe the Washington Post no, will do my, a bit my, on fir- me. my first girlfriend. I lived in uh, a rural Ohio, semi-rural Ohio, for like. 11 years of my life and so my first girlfriend made me go run the gauntlet of dirty dancing my girl and like I, city of angels i think was was it the meg ryan uh, uh, um with nicholas the goo goo dolls no it was nicholas cage but with the goo goo dolls yes yeah the iris yep. uh song yeah. uh so i did like the gauntlet of these bad movies but i kind of this is this is going to torpedo my career i kind of liked my girl and i Kind of like Dirty Dancing in a weird way. Not in like the Conan O'Brien way where you over-celebrate, but I was like, that was Dee's. Sorry. Right. No one puts Baby in a corner. It's fine. But No, but Swayze can fucking move, dude. Like, everybody was hot on like John Travolta's like dancing and shit like that in Pulp Fiction and like Saturday Night Fever. Uh, yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, and it's like, he didn't have any of the fluid. Dude, Swayze moves like he's poured into the dance floor. It's just, it's amazing. See, I poured that rest out for in, Swayze. Rest in peace, Swayze. Me and him were so tight that I called him Swayze. Yeah. I'd love to hear about you and him dirty dancing. Uh, I, I'm, that's going to be between me and him. But you've seen Donnie Darko, so you know how that went. Actually, I don't like that movie. Yeah, that was a really bad joke. I'm going to retract that statement. Yeah, that's staying in. No, you signed the waiver. Oh, that's true. I did, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but I wrote in a, a writer. <laughs> any any mention of Patrick Swayze has to be edited out. Um I'll just believe it. So, so the reason the reason I have a love hate with Amazon though is on one hand, they strangle the shit out of um, as an indie publisher. If you're not coming from like a a, a lot of money, uh, um, you're usually doing like print on demand or small print runs or something like that. And if you can do your own prime fulfillment, you're fine. But that's a lot of damn work for for somebody without money, right? It's kind of one of those uh, things, but. If you're doing print-on-demand, Amazon wants you to use their CreateSpace platform. And if you don't, they'll throttle you. I mean, they don't officially throttle you. But your book, if it's doing really well first week, will mysteriously go one to three months in the distance. And uh, um, 
it can ruin a first month. We're dealing that, that uh, with that right now with the latest release on America. Um, did really well its first uh, week, and then it suddenly mysteriously went unavailable. Which, if it's print on demand, that usually means it gets printed as it's demanded. So it can't actually go out of print or become unavailable. Curious. And so on that hand, I'm like, fuck Amazon. But then at the same time, I couldn't do this publishing thing without Amazon because Amazon Flex <laughs> allows me to do a not, like an impersonal uh, um, gig type thing where as I need it to, to shore up like expenses or, or something, I can just not have to, I don't have to deliver food to people. I can just throw packages on porches and run away. Um, and so it's love, hate, man. I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard. For, it's like, I'll, I want to strangle the shit out of him, but also be like, thanks for at least making it easier for me to do the thing that I'm doing that you're making it hard to do. Does that make sense? I don't know. I mean, they own you. Got it. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to ask where they tattooed you. No, I just, I keep thinking of that scene in seven where Brad Pitt's like leaning over the table. And he's like, see this, this is us. And he's bent over. That's me. This is me. Well, hopefully your significant other's head doesn't end up in a box. <laughs> well, we don't have to worry about that anymore because that that relationship ended. Well, just because you're not thanks, worried about it doesn't mean... Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> just because you're not worried about it doesn't mean it can't happen. Yeah. True. I, I would... That would still... There's no ill, there's no ill uh, will there or anything like that. That would be, that would be sad. I would, well, it'd also be really hard to get your mail sent to her place. <laughs> Wait, would they have sent the box there? <laughs> Expecting that you still live there? Yeah. The box just sits there for six months? Ah. Oh, dude, that somehow makes that worse. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The smell would be bad. Yeah. like, But it would be sitting outside, though, because it's not like the mailman's <laughs> going to go inside the house to drop it off. So it's going to... The neighbors are eventually going to find a severed head in a box. Oh, wouldn't it be worse if they sent Oh, it? spoilers, by the way. Seven ends with a head in a box. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Wouldn't that be even worse if they sent it like requiring a signature and it just ends up in UPS hell for a while? Oh, man. And it, gets, it keeps getting sent back to sender. So the dude who did the murder has to like keep sending it back. And, right. And to, <laughs> I would watch that skit. Because <laughs> I've experienced that so many times. There was a... Um, one of my the writers I publish work like lives in in uh, Northern California, and we tried for months to get a box to arrive to his house, and it just disappeared one day. Like it, they wouldn't leave it on his porch because he had it was signature required, but he was really busy with work, and so it just kept cycling around. And then UPS lost track of it, and they had delivered it to a warehouse where it originated from, but the publishing the printer or whatever that fulfills the orders couldn't find it either and i don't know where that went like it just where do boxes like that go do they just go into recycling or somebody open it up and just take 20 copies home (laughs) if you're doing it right you start money laundering and those are sold (laughs) copies dude i wish i could money launder but you have to have money to money launder too no no you have to money launder other people's money is that how that works yeah you become a front for someone else's money laundering oh. scheme. Yo, I'm not trying to like uh, broadcast this out there to any anybody looking to money launder, but um, indie, indie indie literature would be the best place to do it because the IRS isn't going to be knocking down 
<laughs> for for hundreds of dollars. Um, well, they might start knocking if all of a sudden it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, well, that's why you gotta split it off. You guys, I would. What I would do is I would just distribute it across multiple indie presses so that they're having a, a weird boom that's not out of the ordinary, but kind of is. Well, you'd have paperwork for units sold because I can make up to like. I don't know if, if King Shot had like twenty more books and they were all selling at max potential, I could I could be like ten percent of a good money laundering operation. So you get like a couple more presses set up. Nobody's gonna look at indie publishing. All of a sudden, you start the United Federation of Indie Publishers. Yeah, right, right, right. like a fucking like, it's like Teamsters kind of thing. But and it's all just one big money laundering front. Yeah, but and they're all owned by me. Um, It'd be great. That, yeah, it would be awesome. Because so all you have to do is burn the books. Anybody and... wants to email us uh, to not do that? <laughs> For the video version. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just winked at the microphone. Um, I'm not, not be the first person to do I'm that either. Soliciting, I'm not soliciting money laundering, so feds, mm. please. He you're, isn't, you're letting uh, the president get away with that shit? Don't let me. He's an upstanding don't, citizen. Don't give me shit. He would never do it himself. Exactly. He'd hire an underling to do it. Yes. Or they could just do the real estate game like everybody else does. Why? I don't know. Why wouldn't you do indie publishing? It's great. No, if you were like a small-time drug dealer and you just wanted to launder like 100K or something like that. I say small-time, it's like more than I make. Um, you, could probably, you could probably hide that in a press. Easily. Easily, yeah. If you're overly ambitious, like you couldn't do the Walter White shit with a publishing company, but you could do your small-time like couple of friends selling pot in like semi-rural Ohio. Start a publishing company in Dayton. Fuck it. Well, honestly, what's to stop a publishing company being like, we sold 10,000 units. I mean, if you yeah. get them fucking actually printed. Yeah, just buy the just buy the stock at cost. Have a insane markup. Yeah. And just th- fucking throw them in a the landfill. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter if when you do the insane markup, you actually don't want them to actually move. Yeah. Yeah, because then you have to buy more. Right. So you do an insane market. You're selling this book that no one's heard of at $75 a unit. <laughs> I wouldn't sell it for $75. This is, this is getting like sketch. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, what I would do is I, I would charge like set, like high for an indie book where I'd be like, but not unusual for a mainstream, like big five publisher. So I'd be like, oh, 20 bucks a book. But the cost on it would be like two bucks or three bucks or something. You know what I mean? I, I do like small print runs or something. That way it's like you buy that, but then you can just, oh, they paid cash at the tabling event. Exactly. And then you're, it's all legal money, so you're paying a little bit of tax, but you're, you're not working. I mean, come no, on. You're, you're, not, you're not mopping a floor at McDonald's. Well, at $20 a unit. Which is totally a okay job to have if you're somebody that does that. Definitely. At $20 a unit, you know, your backer gets, say, 15 of their, 15 of their 20 back. I just want to say that the shady Greek business partner and the accountant Jew right now are, 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 are scheming. This is a conversation we had off are, are we playing to type? I think so. I think right. so. We actually had a conversation about how these became stereotypical roles yeah. off my, out on my porch while I was having my cigar. Yeah. Yeah, you find a, a, a rich white dude, a waspy kind of dude or something like that. Like, a, like Just say like a Trump even. He's not waspy, but whatever. Close enough. Um, and there will be like the Jewish lawyer and a Greek business partner somewhere. And there always is. Supply and demand. 
You got a need. We meet the we meet the need. We had to evolve because of our circumstances. Damn you, Ottoman Empire and Europe and Europe <laughs> and North Africa. Well, that was all part of the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, At the height of the Ottoman Empire. It definitely was all in North Africa, the Middle East, and a good chunk of Europe. Yeah, made it all the way up there. Yeah, <laughs> they consider Turkey part of Europe. Uh. Instead of to a European person, <laughs> I'd be like, "Hold on a second. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, geographically, yeah. Well, geographically, Europe shouldn't actually fucking exist. It's all part of Asia. I, I mean, I don't know. If you look at a map, what some fucking mountains make it its own continent? <laughs> I mean." I'm going to piss off a lot of people with that yeah. one. <laughs> this, dude, European politics are so, compl- I'm just like not even touching it. <laughs> I'm just going to walk, I'm going to take the microphone off and just, I'm going to pull a Robert Downey Jr. getting asked about his past kind of moment and just leave. Just walk, I'm, I'm done here. Wow. That's a first, only 18 minutes in before I drove the guest away. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm more, I'm less prone to walk out and more prone to have a, house way. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Every, once a podcast that I appear on, I usually I usually drop a you ain't got the answers. But yeah, thank you. I got bad answers so far. So yeah. far I have answers, they're just bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it, it, I'm more prone to do like have Kanye moments than I am to uh walk off. So you're gonna make like weird phallic trophies? I don't know about that. Well that's one of my favorite Kanye moments. You know he designed the, the trophies for the Pornhub Awards last year. No, I did not know that. And they look like something out of fucking Dr. Seuss. That's kind of amazing. Do you I, have a... Oh, yeah. This 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 is going to be one of those like podcasts where I'm like, wait, can you show me that? And nobody... But this goes on YouTube, right? Uh, it goes on Vimeo. Vimeo, Vimeo. But you can like edit in a little pop-up of what you're talking about, right? I can certainly try. Okay. For the viewers at home, I've I, always wanted to say that. If you um, if you really want, you can go back to my Instagram around the Pornhub Awards because I posted a picture of a plumbus from Rick and Morty okay. next to the trophy. I'm like, so here's one of them. What the shit is that? That would be a Pornhub Award. It's like alien, but kind of hot. <laughs> There's <laughs> one of the recipients of. Oh yeah, he definitely been watching the Holy Mountain a lot. <sighs> have you ever seen that? I have not. Oh. Please enlighten me and my audience, because I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's a... Uh, oh, jeez. I'm going to bungle. Bungle? Oh, my God. I'm going to fuck up uh, his name, Alejandro uh, Jodorowsky. Um, he made a movie called The Holy Mountain, and it's kind of uh, this very psychedelic um, spiritual journey of a film. I'm trying to... I'm, I'm not selling this very well. Um, and... Kanye is a huge fan of it. When he was when he was making Yeezus, I think that was one of the things that he was watching on like rotation constantly. Um, there's a, I mean, it's pretty heavy handed with some of the metaphors and stuff because it's literally like a guy, I think, smokes his own shit. It's, but there's a lot of like phallic. Oh, I'm looking at imagery. still images of it on Google and yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's a very very interesting. Yes, it's I I, I like I, it's. Uh, yeah, it's one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen. I mean, I, 
there's you know there's some guy i just heard that it's like that's not even that weird it's not that weird man it's not that weird well it's it's weird to somebody and it's weird to, you know i'm interested to see it now i'm into weird yeah it, no it's it's a fascinating movie and and um I haven't seen it in like 10 years, so it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I can't really speak on it anymore because I don't remember it. But I do know, um, because we published a coffee table book, I'm like, I'm like self-promoting. This is great. That's never, what you're here to do. I never do that on podcasts. I'm always like, I'm always just talking about stuff and then the host will be like, don't you have anything to promote? And I'll be like, do I? So I usually yell at people and be like, plugs at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to plug. It's just... No, plug away. It, it, it's one of those things where I... The Holy Mountain kind of came back into my life in, in relevance because last year it was like the fifth anniversary of Jesus, which is one of those you either love it or hate. It. It's kind of like Kanye. You either love him or hate him. I don't think there's anybody that's like, it's okay. It's all right. They're in the minority. I like being in the minority. Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. His His tour is very inspired by the Holy Mountain uh just the weird I, I don't know i think in kanye's weird kind of self-obsessed i'm a genius kind of thing i think he relates to jodorowsky in a way i don't know like have you seen any Reffin films Mm-mm. like drive oh yeah i've seen only drive. god forgives i've seen both of those actually neon demon i love the neon demon okay neon demon is I... actually dedicated to the dude oh okay yeah i actually saw neon demon at a premiere in hollywood <laughs> Like saw it on the big. Was screen. it weird when you're like, "Oh yeah, I know where that place is. It's down the street. That yeah. that hotel." Yeah, I drove by. It's it's like it's in every fucking movie that or show that takes place in LA. That same is it a hotel or is it an apartment it's a mo- complex? It's a motel. Yeah, it that swimming pool in the center there and stuff. Yeah, I just randomly was going to Chipotle or something like that. I think you know you know what I'm talking about, and and I, I think it's right there, right? Like, and I was like, and that's the thing about like Hollywood is. I'm from here, even though I've, I've only been here like three times. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that place. Um, that's a whole different conversation. But, yeah, uh, is that weird living here and then being like, trying to, does it spoil movies for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I've gone into this on the podcast or if it's just something I riff about in real life. The most unbelievable part of Boogie Nights is the fact that Mark Wahlberg's character goes from Torrance to the Valley. Hmm. Do you know where Torrance is? Uh, no, I don't. I'm geographically. Uh, so Torrance is in the South Bay. It okay. is. It's like far south as you can get in LA County. The Valley is in the complete opposite direction. And to think he was getting there by bus in the '70s is physically fucking impossible. Oh yeah, no, I I, I know what you're talking about now. Like the that. Uh, anything that takes place in Greece, in Athens. Uh, did you see Jason Bourne? No, I've okay. given up on the series by that point. But, okay. Uh, um, there's a in the beginning of the movie. There's uh, there's a Greek riot happening, and he's got to save some. You know, it's typical Jason Bourne shit. But the backdrop is austerity riots or whatever. He goes from the center of Athens by the Parliament Building to running up a roof to a rooftop really quick, but. It's like a, that watching the beginning of that movie was like looking at an Escher piece where he ran up a giant flight of steps in the middle of where he was, but there aren't any of those unless you get closer to the Acropolis and where he was is like geographically flat. 
And I was like, where the fuck did those steps come from? Set design. Yeah, yeah. It was just so weird. And in the way they chopped together Athens, it made no sense to me. And and so I was watching. I, I completely got taken out of the movie because I was like, I know that you're supposed to just ignore some of that stuff. You know, just to enjoy it. Like, just, just stop. But I'm not being like a, a snob here. It was literally something that was so... I'm so familiar with the terrain there that it, it like fucks with me when, when something like that happens. And I imagine that like, uh, uh, my friend Cody, um, we were talking about army of darkness one time and how it's like, you've seen that movie. I'm sure. Right. Army of Darkness. It's like the evil dead movies. Evil dead. Okay, I was just making sure it wasn't like an Evil Dead DVD set there or something like that. No, no, I've definitely seen all okay. the Yeah. He was telling me that like the scene where they're kind of, it's like a deserty kind of thing is just like literally outside of LA. They just like took some cameras there and they built a castle. And I'm just like, how can you enjoy the movie when you know that? When you know that it's a, st- a set like that? It's There's no... Almost everything is just a set like that though. But when you live outside of this area... And you, ne- if you never visit LA, you're healthier, I think, because you don't get movies aren't ruined for you by being like, oh yeah, that that fucking place, that ho- that motel was in the Neon Demon. Great. Yeah, um, there's <clears throat> so many places that are used as sets, or it's just like, yep, oh cool, I can go. And tourists want to go to them too. It fucking that's weird. It, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's like enjoy yeah. the movie. Yeah, Who cares yeah, yeah. if the Big Lebowski was filmed in this diner? That going there for like a movie is one thing. If it's like somewhere like a person hangs out, where I went to like a diner in Petaluma, where I guess Tom Waits is like a regular there, and I, like that, that's kind of cool. I, I don't, I don't want to like stalk him or anything like that. It's like, oh yeah, he might have maybe he sat in this stool at one point, Get some of his magic. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like a regular thing. You're like, oh, this is kind of this is lived in. So so there's like a a, a fascination I have with a lived in place that is that. Uh, Somebody I admire, not just any celebrity. Like I don't give a fuck if you're David Schwimmer, but um, not a fan of Friends. I liked Friends when I was younger, but like I don't know, I'm not, I'm not about to rewatch that shit. Why Jennifer Aniston's nipples are fantastic. <laughs> Cameo every episode, um, <laughs> multiple, right? Uh, but if it's somebody that I'm whose work I'm into, and it's like, oh, Tom Waits eats here regularly or something like that. I think that's that's an interesting thing to to experience at that place and go okay well why does he like this place in specific how does that i don't know does that make sense like it does it's not i'm happy to know that Lawrence fishburne eats at the same korean barbecue place i do like that's fucking cool right because it must be a good place because like they've got those types of folks have enough money that they could pick any place on earth but if they go to the place that you go to you're like wait this must actually be pretty good well i know it's pretty good Good because the Korean girl I used to date turned me on to it. So, but it was really amusing just to walk in like one day and like, oh, there's Lawrence Fishburne and his family just at the grill. All right, cool. But if I don't know if you've ever been to like um, Petaluma, it's just north of San Francisco or north, I don't know, something direction. Uh, um, <laughs> the question wouldn't be, is Tom Waits going to this diner because it's good? It's why the fuck does Tom Waits live here? Because he's Tom Waits. Yeah. That's that's the answer. It's just like asking about Tom Waits or Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. 
Sweet much, have you seen his new movie? I haven't yet. I want to so bad. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews. Of, of course, it's a Chip Jarmusch like, movie. If you're yeah, yeah, there you go. People saw zombies in Bill Murray and went, "Oh, it's gonna be like Zombieland," and then oh hell no, that's <laughs> a mistake. Although that was probably part of the market. They're like, let's let's pretend this is let's get that Zombieland like let's make that money. Well, I'm like a Jim Jarmusch movie is getting a mainstream push. Oh shit. Yeah. I, well, I don't trust um marketing on indie movies anymore because i know that they're just they do what i do which is lie to you to get the book in your hands so like i'll say this is like this meets this and it kind of is but it, it's i gotta i gotta i gotta say whatever it takes to get you into bed and that's what that's marketing essentially it's like how could it, it oh man that's that's a gross like bag of, <laughs> that's a, it's almost a bag of worms that's not even the term man uh, it's a can of worms. I know it? it's a can of worms, which is really look, odd if you think about it. Like, who's sitting there canning worms? Ah, man, somebody is. How long do worms stay fresh canned? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, if you put them in like a brine, mm-hmm. and like how, pickled pickled worms, do you serve them with toothpicks? Like they're Vienna know. sausages. I don't know. You just toothpick a worm, and that's it. I feel like. If you're out there and you eat worms or can worms or, or make worm preserves, I think you should contact uh, Matt and get on the show. Sponsor the show. Yeah. I will. Please. I will do ad reads for your product. Every I will put fucking free week. advertisements in my books for your worm product. Only if it's not a money Dude, there's a vegan product. it's like, fuck you guys right now. Why are you upset about worms, bro? You can't be upset about worms and be a vegan. You're going to get letters. You're going to get letters. I'm just kidding. He's not. I am uh, definitely not. Well, <laughs> the reason you can't be upset about it is you're, when you eat fucking vegetables, if they're mass produced, worms are dying when your vegetables are being harvested. Oh. You can't be upset about worms. Okay. So living in Portland, I'm like, oh man, there's like three nasty letters being written right now. Bring them on. <laughs> I love fan mail. <laughs> they're very cross with you. Do you get, do you get a lot of, do you get, do you get fan mail? No. <laughs> That's why I'm looking forward to the angry vegans. I'll read that shit on air. <laughs> When we we put, out, we put in an anthology called Nasty, which I, that's that the title's the explanation, um, and we got uh, some somebody we got like Twitter comments and we got we got some emails that because one of the one of the contributors is she's got a lot of followers and is followed by like some prominent Democrats and stuff like that, so she gets a lot of like vitriol, and somebody I swear to God. It was all caps lock. It was, it's my, I almost put it as a blurb in the second volume, but it was like, I don't remember the full thing, but it was like, go in darkness. And then it was like all of the bees and none of the honey. And I was like, what? I want that tattooed on me. Yeah. 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 It was, it's so mad. But the thing is, if you're out there, it, like, I wish I knew the username. <laughs> so you just be like, can I get that tattooed right above my penis? Yeah. All the bees and none of the honey. Oh shit. Would that be like a warning or like an invitation? You had to find out. On, depends on who you are. Exactly. It's one of those. You, yeah. It's the penis half empty or half full. You'll find out. Not, not you specifically, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's like for the viewers at home. He signed a waiver. Um, can I just say the viewers at home? <laughs> like, I just man, or wherever you're did, consuming does anybody, this podcast. Does anybody say that on TV anymore? I don't think so. Because that was like, for the viewers, like it was always in the 80s and 90s, That was that's the thing I remember most about TV is somebody saying, 
that and it just being something that you bring into conversation. It's like the but wait, there's more kind of thing. It's 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 a classic term. And I, I mean, yeah. I do address the listeners, and I oh, that's right, because this is mostly audio. Yeah, the listeners at home. It doesn't sound as good. It doesn't sound as good. And get Vimeo. Yeah, pay money for these. Do you do, do you have to pay money? Yeah, sick. Yeah, because because YouTube demonetized my audio versions years ago. Ah. Uh, the yeah. video versions that contain nudity fairly regularly definitely couldn't go there. Yeah. And Vimeo doesn't give me an, an option to make money via advertising, so I have to sell them. Yeah, Vimeo, Vimeo is the preferred uh, format for every... Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. I don't have to finish what I'm saying. I'm just like, you know. Yeah. No, And I have in writing from them from what I do is okay. Yeah. I, I sent them an email and went, hey, guys, your terms of services say... Nudity is cool. This is what I do. Is it really cool before I yeah. drop money to host with you assholes? I mean, you find providers. Yeah. And they wrote back like, no, that's fine. As long as there's not an actual pornography, have at. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're they're cool with like the PG-13 level. Yeah. With our language. Yeah. They're, they're perfectly cool with it. Yeah. It's weird that I can shorthand what, it, what I'm trying to say to you and it makes total sense. It definitely does. That's, I mean, it's more like 80s PG-13 yeah, these yeah, days yeah. if you have Where nipples. It's, like, yeah. it's definitely R. Yeah. You can murder 100 people with no blood. That's PG-13. The minute a female nipple comes out. Yeah, it's like you get you you can you can have a shitload of blood. Like C like Supernatural on the CW has a lot of gore for a Isn't that TVMA though? Yeah, but it's still a it's a broadcast show. True. That it that it, they get away with a lot of blood, but like for a PG thirteen movie, for instance, you're limited to one fuck and like one set of boobs. It's quick, like a quick flash, right? Yeah, and it can't. It's not be. even. It's like side boob or something like that, like a like a half nipple. Yeah, it's just like, exact. It's very brief. Yeah, and that's that's wild to me. But you can kill the shit out of everybody. Oh yeah, everybody, everyone, and their fucking mother. As long as you don't drop f bombs. Exactly. That that's weird. Speaking of like craziness on television, I just watched Euphoria for the first time tonight. What is that? It's a new show. It's basically kids for millennials. Oh, shit. Okay. I just rewatched kids. That's fresh in my mind. It's super fucked up. Uh, Zendaya plays a junior who just got back from... Spider-Man actress? Yeah. Actor? Actor? uh, Performer. Performer. Sure. Worker. Union member. Oh, yeah. Millionaire playboy philanthropist. (laughs) Just like adding hyphenates to everything, right? Um, she it plays a seven, uh, like an incoming junior who just got back from rehab. Okay, that's that's a uh, heavy. Oh, it, it's pretty fucking heavy. In the pilot, the one of the other leads is a uh, male to female transgendered okay. teenager who goes out and basically just has anonymous sex with an older dude. In a hotel room. So that's pretty fucking heavy. But yeah. what kind of blew my mind is like during that scene, though it was not in fully in focus, they had out of focus an erect penis and him starting to put a condom on, which is just not something you see in fucking television. Not on television. Yeah, that's like any situation where you see a penis, it's always flaccid. I was um, thinking now I'm suddenly like flashing back to Meg Ryan in the cut. And I'm like, wait, was that wasn't that like a fake dick? I don't remember. 
it's been forever. It's like I've a special, but it was, that was definitely an, it was portraying an erect penis, uh, getting getting some some oral. But anytime a penis is shown on screen, and you sound like such a Republican right now, uh, being fellatiated. <laughs> there was a woman performing fellatio in this film, and I was very uncomfortable. Um, I had to go to church. <laughs> I had to pray. <laughs> It still didn't go away. Uh, no, but that was I was like that. It was almost like a creature effect, though the way they shot it. It wasn't even like it was like it was almost like the alien like thing coming out. It was that, was it kind of like the talking penis from Tromeo and Juliet? No, nothing's as good as that. Which also, on a mm, completely- popcorn. <laughs> That's always going to be um, my favorite. Uh, and a tangent from that is, people were upset about things James Gunn tweeted. He wrote that fucking movie. Who do you think you fucking got? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna get into that. Uh, uh, he's back. Yeah, yeah. I know. All was forgiven, right? Uh, all was forgiven. Like Susan I, I, died. I don't, I don't. I don't know that he really got fired. No, probably not. I think they were just like, go do something that seems out of character so we can sell it. Yeah, go do like, a DC movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's either that or ego got in play. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa you're doing DC movies? Uh, yeah, breaks, yeah, he, breaks. <laughs> he nagged Marvel. Like, yeah, that's right. I know she's fat and ugly, but she puts out. Mm. I think DC needed James Gunn more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you watch? Do you watch all the superhero movies? I watch the Marvel ones. Am I interviewing you? Maybe. Cool. I I do watch the Marvel ones. I don't watch the DC ones. Yeah, the DC ones are... They're so bad that when they're mediocre, they're considered great. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, they they I, they gave it a good effort, and I think they, it's a good first movie. I'm hoping the second no, one is not improvement. Good. It is not good. Here, bring on the hate letters I for said, this, too. I said a good first movie. I didn't say... There's a... X-Men there's a qualifier. It's a trash fire, but it's a good first movie. At the time, before Brian Singer, is, yeah, let's not get into that either. Before Brian Singer's true character came out, <laughs> yeah, before before something that a lot of people have known apparently and didn't talk about because power. Oh, I mean, plenty of people knew about Harvey too, and Kevin Spacey apparently. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy how if you entertain the masses, people just let shit slide. Yeah. Dog fighting, fucking kids. It's all. Wait, what? Michael Vick. That that's a, what. The NFL player? Yeah. They let that, you know, he's back in the NFL. Dog fighting kids? What? No, no, there was a comma there. Dog fighting fucking kids. Oh. I was like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, which is somehow not as bad as fucking kids, but kind of is. Dog fighting kids? Oh. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, are they put, I just pictured like. Dude, that is it's Hollywood. a blood sport where they're like all the dudes. There's like all these dudes just trading like well, money, and there's like the fighters. That, that, that's Muay Thai in real life, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm picturing it, but like there's just a bunch of weird celebrities and just two kids that have to like cockfight. I was thinking kid versus dog. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Wait, what kind of dog? <laughs> Obviously a pit bull. Obviously. How young a kid? Uh, like five. <laughs> That's so, that's I I that's like a trauma lapse. <laughs> that's like one of those like 
like like things they carried Vietnam laughs where you're like, oh, this is horrifying. I can't. I don't know what else to do but laugh. Um, Kevin Bacon has to be there. Yeah, I don't know why, but well, six degrees is Kevin Bacon. Like he so, has so, to be there, but he definitely wasn't dog fighting kids. No, no, Michael Vick was not dog <laughs> fighting kids. They weren't making two kids like fight to the death in a in a circle of people no, trading money. or kid versus dog. Grown ass people, grown or, ass men trading money, or kids riding dogs into battle. Could you just imagine like a little kid riding a big dog into like like riding a mastiff into battle? Dog dogs aren't made for riding, dude. Their backs can't handle that shit. I'm not, I'm not saying it'll be a long fight. Some 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 animal activist is like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm like, <laughs> just raised fist, just yeah. Fuck yeah, somebody said it. Hey. If you got one of those like big fucking mastiffs and a little fucking kid, you could make it happen. I think I'm underestimating your audience too. <laughs> It's like who who's listening to this show? What's your demographic? If you know what I'm asking. Oh, it's definitely eighteen to thirty-five males. Eighteen to thirty-five males. I'm assuming that don't don't particularly put a lot of stock in uh, being a <laughs> uh, 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 political terminology or anything. I don't know. Maybe it's called a penis, not a cock. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we. I I'm a, I'm rather woke on some things. Yeah, I mean, you'd be, I don't know, I feel like having an open, it's just about having an open mind and being, okay, I might not get this, but there's something to this because a lot of people are feeling this, I guess I can back that. I don't think that's, it dep- I mean, it depends on the cause, obviously. A lot Definitely. Of people, well, the earth is flat. <laughs> I mean, if you believe that, cool on you. No. It's observable. Just don't breed. It's observable. Just don't breed. <laughs> I'm going to get the letters now. They're going to be like, I'll have you know, actually, that the government. Last week tonight did the best joke about that. Like, it's a cylinder, obviously. Oh, shit. It just fucked me up. <laughs> How do you combat that? You can't because it's <laughs> round, but it's not. Yep. Damn you, John, John Oliver. Damn the you. Earth is a hypercube. Sorry. Heads just popping everywhere. So, oh, God. No. It's like the end of the Suspiria remake. Got a little off track. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> did we though? Nah, not really. Occasionally, like I, I'm, I'm pretty open to sex positive things. I'm not open to much else. Yeah, well, and that's something that I'm surprised at. We were talking about that earlier. You know, if there's a, a intellectual property dispute, no one's going to step up and protect any any like adult sex workers yep. or adult entertainment company, anything like that. There's like. Eh, Though New- Welcome though, to Thunderdome. Though New York is moving to decriminalize sex work. Why wouldn't they? I mean, if we can drink this booze, which makes people beat people. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take that back about alcohol. What? No, but. but I, will I'm, not I'm have you, the, I will not have you bad mouth alcohol I drink, obviously. That doesn't mean you're not going to get violent. <laughs> no, but I'm of the opinion that. I'm, I, I support the argument where it's like. If alcohol is legal, why isn't weed? You know that kind of thing. It's like, and now it is. And I mean, we we're like West Coast. Well, uh, Illinois just fully passed it too, like Michigan too. But Illinois <clears throat> did it with like just purely through legislation. Yeah, that's nice. Like no, 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 no measures from that's the shocking. It's good though. They need money, but it's one of those things where yeah, I mean, booze is it's whoever's using it. I don't know. That's, uh, it gets into one of those like gun arguments, though. Uh, no, it, it, it. I don't see why something that if I got in a car right now, 
I can kill people. Sex work, if they die from it, they're usually having a good time. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's more traumatic to the poor sex worker that the dude dies on the top of The person that survives it is like traumatized forever. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why it's not. You, you would think that people would want it to be when we're talking about like. Well, we're in a weird puritanical country. The, yeah. We just talked about Agree that. Agree with that. Agree with that. If tits come out, it's rated R. Yeah. I mean, my nipples come out, it's fine. Well, it's not yeah, fine. Right. But no, but yours aren't being censored by Instagram. Right. How, weird, they should how be. weird is that? They the, should be. There's gray hairs coming I out of them like, now. I feel like I'm watching like Unsolved. No, it's not Unsolved. What was the fucking uh, show where they'd have like a witness and it's like blurred out? That's the boobs. The boobs are like all witnesses. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a crime committed. And they don't want to be shown. And I'm just like, oh, what's going on? Why are they being pixelated? What's happened here? Yeah. They have a story to tell those those breasts. They really do. Yeah. I think we should listen to them as a culture. We should. We should. So They should be free. <laughs> they need air. They need air to breathe. But no, it is a weird it is a weird thing that we've completely ignored any sexualization of like men's nipples. But women's nipples are just like this no, like, oh, no, can't have that. It's like, I don't know. We all were expected to breastfeed. True. and then But they can show butts on TV. And I feel like. I know. NYPD Blue showed Dennis Franz's butt back in the 90s. And that's a butt no one in America wanted to see. Yeah. Imagine if a butt had nipples on it. Well, you should see a doctor <laughs> about that. Dude, everybody's tuning out of this one. Okay, so no. be it. <laughs> like, but with nipples, Jodorowsky film where this is getting. Um, oh, but you could watch like Doctor Zit Popper remove those nipples from the butt. Oh Jesus! You ever watch those videos? No, but do you know what they are? I, I the name kind of seems to be the pitch. Yeah, except it's much more horrific than you could possibly imagine. <sighs> Did that sigh come through? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't was, worry. Once we're off air, I'm, all right, all right. you're gonna get exposed to this shit. Oh Jesus! All right, I'm not uh, gonna waste my audience this time. But look up Doctor Zit Popper. Prepare to be traumatized. Don't eat beforehand. Ugh. Is it? I mean, it's exactly what the name implies, right? Yeah, but it's dermatology to an extent where it often involves a scalpel. Ew. Because I remember. This is going to be such a basic bitch kind of like um, reference, but one of the Jackass movies had somebody popping a big old zit, didn't it? I think so. It was so. like a long like string of putt. Uh, just even thinking of that, which is like mainstream consumable, not to ruin your dinner there, but ew. Yeah, nah. Yeah, it. it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, oh, they, it was like... The the, what are those like? They're not tweezers. They're like reverse tweezers where they pry open a cut, or an incision or whatever. What is there? I don't know what those are. I'm not a doctor. Why not? Should be a doctor. Look, at, look, at, look how steady my hand is. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's why you should be performing surgeries. Oh yeah, yeah. My malpractice insurance would be through the roof. <laughs> so you're the you're the surgeon that did Tara Reed's boobs. Rest in peace, Tara Reed's boobs. Rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, that's, God that's, damn! That's really sad. It is. I was showing those uh, to my ex. <laughs> that was really weird. But I was, we were talking about um, cosmetic surgery, and I was like, "Okay, have you seen 
what's happened to Tara Reid. Like she's because she's had multiple surgeries that just weren't well performed, and I don't know if she's like going to like the big lots of surgeons. Oh, that's what is that? That's what they're pulling out of his head. What? What are they pulling out? Like, what is that actual creature? But it's like a baby bird being born out of somebody's like skull. Yeah, but it's a whole channel of that. that's, That's nice. Like, oh, this is what I came on the show to do. That's nice. But you were saying Tora reads horribly botched surgeries. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's depressing to see, and I, I, I don't want to sound like cold when I say that. I, I don't mean depressing for me. I mean, that's not what she paid for. No, no, and this was Tara Reid back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that Hollywood shit, dude. Yeah, it's that. Competition to, you but know. it wasn't even the boobs that, that are like, yeah, it's the, the she had like the a bad stomach tongue, surgery, yeah, the yeah. bad tummy tuck. And that, that's, I, 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 like, I feel I would have been traumatized if that was me because I'm already like self conscious about like tummy stuff because I need, because you know, don't talk like, to me. Everybody's like, you gotta have abs, yeah, uh, I got a, I got a spare tire, I got, yeah, I got like one of those mini kegs. I'm pretty much to the point where, like, as long as I can still see my dick, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's where that's that's a healthy place to be. But yeah, the the pressure on her to to want to do that and for it to go so fucking horribly wrong, I, that shit fucks me up, man. Like <laughs> that keeps me up at night. No, yeah, no, it really bums me out. I'll throw her a pity fuck for old times' sake. I don't know what kind of reaction you were hoping for from me, but you didn't get it. Oh, no, that was exactly the reaction I was hoping for. <laughs> Whiskey almost came out of your nose. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even... Apparently, me... I... Apparently, me pity fucking Tara Reid. Totally derails <laughs> like conversations. Conversation killer. <laughs> That was like that's some that's some first date shit right there. Like you just bring that one out if she goes on a second date. There you go. You're good. You're good. Whoa. You expect me to stay on a second date with Tara Reid? She's a train wreck. No, 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 no. If you bring up the, the botched the botch job and it's and you talk about the pity fuck and, and your first date other person doesn't go uh oh I got a call. Well, to be fair, my online dating profiles say I'm a red flag wholesaler. <laughs> uh how's that work? People actually matched with me more once I changed it to that. I don't know why. Huh. I don't I don't wanna So um this is this is something that uh is new to me. So let's see, I was in a relationship for six years and the Tinder stuff is relatively recent. I mean it's it's about that oldish, but in terms of popular use and so I don't know how I, I I like I remember OK Cupid right like that that shit I went on a couple uh, dates when I was living in Athens Greece and they were all horrible um, how experiences they go? Oh, terrible like what it was what happened it, like food and then me running I didn't even like pursue I just dipped I was like uh um oh there's there's got to be more to the story than just bad food and dipping it literally was like red flags. Just bad. popping up left and right during dinner. What? To the what's point a big red flag like, for you? Not worth it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to express it. Um, the, this are you, are you being superficial? She wasn't height weight proportionate. <laughs> no, it was it was 
really. Uh, I mean, the longer you stall, the more words I put in your mouth. Yeah, no, it it was it was more of like, uh, uh, um, and everybody's been on a bad date like this, I guess. So where where it's like somebody's assumptive after like thirty minutes of a date, and you're like, whoa, 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 we haven't even like had it. I haven't even finished the first meal yet, let alone consummated anything. Like, where were you getting this kind of like? Wait, a minute, what ownership? were they? What were they assumptive about? It was just, I, I, dude, this was like eight years ago. I don't remember. I mean, it obviously traumatized you enough to run. Yeah. I I don't remember the event so much as it was just weird experiences where because it was a dating site, and I'm sure it's different now because of how normalized online dating and app dating has become, but I feel like back in the Wild West days uh, that were a short decade ago, I don't know. It was like presumptive that you were just going to start dating if you if you matched. Oh, that's not and been that my was, experience at all. And that was like that was what was weird for me. And I don't know if it was a cultural because I'm kind of a I'm kind of a cultural mutt where I'm not quite American, not quite Greek, so I feel alien in both. And I don't know if it was a, a Greek thing. I just don't understand. But it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't a good experience. It was were like they bringing ass- their parents to the first date? No, it was just like assuming we were going to be dating or were dating at that point, like right off the bat. And I was like, oh hell no, and just and I so I stopped talking, and then I would get like hate mail, like fuck you, you liar. And I was like, what did I lie about? I literally got nachos. I just ate some chips. Who eats nachos in Greece? Um, you underestimate the popularity of American food in Greece. There's so many burger places. Yeah, still don't eat at them. No, people eat people eat more like burgers than they do gyro. I think at this point. Yeah, you shouldn't date anyone who's gonna go eat American food outside of America. Exactly. Patriotism. No, just <laughs> our food's garbage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's. I think it's. It's just like a. I don't know. It's like a aesthetic thing. Like, look, we're eating burgers. It's so cool and in Hollywood. Fuck that! I. <laughs> There is a burger place in Tokyo that is my mortal enemy. Dude, burger places anywhere that aren't... <laughs> God, that sounds weird. I've had good burgers ab- abroad, but... Um, nah. It's uh, not... Not any place that wasn't like America light. Yeah, like Ireland or something like that. Yeah, the, I had a good... Brits can make a good little... Yeah, I made a decent thing. burger in the UK. I mean, I was gambling yeah. if it was going to give me mad cow or not, but... The the French can they know how to cook meat so I'll take out anything that like yeah but in France I'm just not gonna eat a burger oh hell no 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 but I mean if you're like if you were living there and you got a burger it'd probably be pretty good yeah because they can cook they can cook I, I would just eat more escargot fair but um yeah I, oh man I just I just couldn't I just couldn't do it and and now the the thing that sticks out in my mind with with apps like uh, is it Bumble and Tinder and there's another one that's well, there's coffee meets donut. There's J Swipe if you're a member of the tribe, uh, or are willing to convert. Wait, J Swipe. What does the J stand for? Jew. Jew. Jew Swipe. Yeah, it, that's what I meant. Member of the tribe. It's like I, there, I clean. I actually clean up on J Swipe. But there's no G Swipe. No, there's Christian Mingle. <laughs> Orthodox Mingle would be sick. No, it, what what sticks out to me is is friends going. Holy shit! Do you remember this person from high school? I couldn't do. I could. I can't be that face on the app with the with the goofy ass profile. I just can't do it. I'd have to like move somewhere. I don't know anybody. You know, I actually use dating sites when I'm abroad, but I changed my profile to say like 
I'm visiting your town. I literally just want recommendations. I want to match the people to get local recommendations. Does that work? It does. I had a girl in Amsterdam recommend a couple spots to me. Is that all? Yeah. No. Never never even attempted to meet up with her. Oh, fair enough. Hey, I'm I'm sincere. Like I just want to know local spots to check out. A lot of my European friends use um, Tinder when they're on vacation. Uh, like one of my friends uh, visited, I'm not going to name the, uh, not, yeah. Visited somewhere in Europe. In, yeah. Visited in Greece. They can say that. Um, from somewhere else in Europe. And was just like casually just boop, 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 boop. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, it's it's so easy. It's like ordering takeout. It's like using it's like using Uber Eats or some shit. And I'm just, it, it blows my mind that whole, I, I feel like such a, I feel like an old man now. Because I'm like, what are you kids up to? What are you doing with that Nintendos? Trying to fuck. You can order sex on the Nintendos now? I wish. Uh, yeah, right. But come on, New York, bring on, bring on the fucking just full on ordering prostitution app. I almost said like the Nintendo Wii, and I'm like, wait, that was like two generations ago, wasn't it? You are old. Yeah, right. I'm like the GameCube. Some GameCube, some Axe Body Spray. Oh, was Jesus. that old bit? Oh gosh. Uh, no, it was. I think it was Xbox and X. No, it was definitely GameCube because it was GameCube? Frat Bros. Because you could travel with the GameCube because they had a fucking oh, handle. Oh yeah, it had the hand- that was like a little briefcase of fun. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but. You're weirded out by swiping the fuck. Yeah, so so we were out we were out drinking stuff like that, and he's just going through his Tinder thing, and then he was like, "Oh, this is nothing. Nothing's matching up." And so he goes gets a newspaper, like a like a magazine with a classified section. And I didn't know this, but you can order like delivery uh, threesomes and stuff. And he just like he was like, "Do you want to make it a foursome?" We were in like the backseat. I was in the backseat of the car, and him and other friend they were like yo do you want to get in on this i was like and this is where i'm a little bit more american than greek because my like i spent my teenage years in ohio so that was my coming of you know coming of age years or whatever developmental years and so when they're like do you want to do that i was like uh i'm good i'm good and the thing about greek culture that is weird to me uh, coming from a teenage American perspective, is how normalized going to brothels with your friends is. It's like going to the movies. Like, oh, you want to see Avengers Endgame? Yo, you want to go like double team uh, somebody at a brothel? Same thing. It's regular. It's just it's just so regular in Athens, and and, and especially in island culture and stuff. That's good to know. Yeah, um, yeah. Because this was a debate I had with a previous guest about the red light district in Amsterdam. It wasn't necessarily a debate, but something I thought about, like. How weird would my teenage life be if, like, oh, there's prostitutes in windows and it's yeah. perfectly acceptable and socially okay? Yeah, and, and that's fine. I think it's weird to me because it's not normal, like normalized. I, I want to say not normal, but it, it is normal. It's just not normalized in the states, especially in. Oh, but I think brothels are legal in Greece. I don't think street prostitution is or whatever. Yeah, most places it's brothels, not street yeah. prostitution. In America. Prostitution is only normalized for the very wealthy and the very yes. poor. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. The middle uh, class gets screwed on everything. Yeah. And, there's and no, not screwed in this and case. And there's no protections for the workers. When they passed Foster Cessna, like, yeah, it's gotten worse for sex workers. I don't doubt that. Because they, they used to be able to screen people through back pages. Oh, yeah, 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 yep, yep. 
yeah, that the, the stuff's like I, I'm more outside of I'm more in the periphery of of this kind of stuff. Um, you're gonna have a long ass podcast, man. <laughs> uh, so so I'm still like it's all secondhand uh, knowledge for me and understanding and kind of so I miss a lot of it. But yeah, I, the the web the the ability to screen people and also cultivate a following and make and monetize just being even just just a stripper like in portland uh, uh strip club culture is huge in portland have you been to portland before i have i enjoy portland okay. quite a bit actually um last time i was there i got into a fight with a girl at the matador and then ended up making out with her on the street after last call nice like it was very weird for me portland's a very um it's it's still a pretty well kept secret in the sense of everybody's like oh adult wonderland is vegas that's the glitzy shit. Like everybody, you know, like if Vegas you're in Ohio, is, Vegas is marketing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're in Ohio, you're like, I'm gonna go to Vegas. It's like the Applebee's of, of, of like strip clubs and shit. Portland is like full nudity because you don't have full nudity down here, right? It's like no, for as blue as fucking California is, you cannot technically have even toplessness and alcohol in the same place unless the stage is X amount of feet away from the patrons. That's weird. A bunch of places I don't wow. know how they legally get away with it. Definitely are na- like have toplessness and alcohol in the same yeah. place. But why? That's a weird rule to have, especially you would think LA would be a lot more like liberal with that kind of. Well, it's the state stuff. of California, but also the state of California is like, yep, two a.m. last call. Yeah, but I mean, it's state of California, but dude, Vegas is in Nevada. Yeah, it's like red right around that little hub, isn't it? Well, yeah, because it's. That weird desert Mad Max but, folk. So the so the yeah. So they get special rules in the city. That's all I'm saying. Well, the rural counties get prostitution. Oh oh okay, sick. That's that was the, that was the like. Because by but Nevada law, you can only have a brothel in a county that has like less than ten thousand people in it. It's either a hundred thousand or ten thousand. Countywide, like it has to be a rural fucking county. So. So my question then becomes, how many uh, extremists do you have coming out of <laughs> out of that state since they can actually get laid? Probably Sorry. not many. Sorry, that was... I, then again, I don't know how many people in rural Nevada can actually afford... That's a good point. Because legal prostitution in Nevada is fucking expensive. I, I wouldn't know. I do. I have some friends who work at some of the brothels. I have a friend who's a manager at one friends. of the brothels. Former guest why of the show. Why do you keep at the microphone? I don't know why. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> I feel like you, something's misfiring in your yeah, brain. You're, probably, yeah. Like the camera's over there. I know. But yeah, there are some definitely some former guests of the show that some have that. go on and work brothels. Um, one of them, fucking, some dude, when he found out that she was working the brothel, packed up his truck and drove up from Texas the same day and dropped something like six grand on her for one session. What? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of money to spend. I... Six grand could buy a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I would have a epic vacation somewhere for six grand. I'm just imagining walking into Powell's. Somebody just like rolled their eyes. I'm like, Powell's books. And I'm just like, six grand. One of those like super. Remember those like shopping spree like game show things in the 90s? Just knocking like, books off the cart. Shit in the cart yeah, and running through it because you have a time limit. It's like, how much can you get? What's the most valuable cart that you can? Yeah. All those kids are stupid. <laughs> You go to the fucking, like, because back in the day, like, Toys R Us and all those game stores had 
the video games on paper slips and behind the counter. Your dumbass oh, yeah, you rolls up there just handful of paper slips yeah, in the yeah, cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck knocking things. That's thinking. Fuck knocking things off the shelf. I want twenty copies of Mega Man. I haven't thought of those gaming like the, the shopping cart sprints since the nineties. Like we're my brain's breaking right now. Well, and the other trick is you stiff arm things off the shelf right into the cart. Yeah. Don't, the the pulling motion's a bad plan. Have you have you uh, been hanging out in abandoned uh, grocery stores lately or something? Lately, you're ready for the post apocalypse. I live in L.A. Of course I am. Mm. That's a fair point. I plan to be a provider for some rich person who doesn't know how to do shit or Tara Reed. Full circle, man. Uh, yeah. No, no. But Portland, Portland is is magical. I, I um, it, it it's somewhere like. I never, I never enjoyed going to strip clubs in Ohio. It just the vibes were really weird. I don't enjoy them in Greece. Greece, um, I don't know. I, I haven't lived there in a while, so I can't speak to the current situation. But they have a bit of a human trafficking problem. A bit. I bet it's only gotten worse with the refugee, oh, refugee situation. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but like, oh, oh, you want to come here from Syria, hot Syrian girl? Yeah. And so, this is I, how I you feel, provide for your family. Yeah, it's like, it's like. Going to a strip club in Greece is like buying an iPhone. You you know somebody like suffered for that shit with their little hands. No, uh, I'm, no but, I'm, but I'm conflicted. I will definitely buy the next iPhone. I have an iPhone. I personally don't like strip clubs. Like, but oh no, I was so I was gonna get I was gonna get to what was the thing? So about the, the first thing, girl you traffic? So no no no. So so Portland is fully nude. Uh, uh, LA is mostly like you have to be just it's just covered dancers more or less even with boobs out it's still covered dancers if there ain't if there ain't vajay or penis it's it's covered it's covered dancers in the middle of the night in Athens uh, I was working a shift and my manager and her boyfriend and my brother was in town my brother's gonna hate me for saying this I hope he's not listening sorry Chris uh, uh, and we were like oh closing up it was a busy night made a lot of money at the bar and at the end of the night, it was like, hey, who wants to get breakfast? Who wants to go? To... I was like, yeah, breakfast sounds good. Who wants to go to the strip club? I was like, fuck, it's like 4 a.m. But Greece doesn't close. Like, Athens does not close. It, it, it just, it's normal for, to like, on a weekday, be out at 4 a.m. I was like, I was outvoted, clearly. And we went strip club hopping at 4 a.m. So you came to peer pressure. Yeah. I never got breakfast. It was like my breakfast ended up being carrots that they put on the table and whiskey. Which I mean, one of those is a good breakfast. Yeah, I don't and, know why they brought you and carrots. So they, <laughs> they, uh, they, they had this performance. Um, it was normal strip club atmosphere. Uh, going out doing their thing, music, blah 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 blah. And then these like tribal drums started playing. It was like thunk thunk thunk. And, it, and I don't know if there's no, any Ohio listeners, but it was like the Adventure Express in Kings Island, where it's just like these drums just start playing, and it, it's kind of like an Indiana Jonesy vibe. And these like really ripped dudes come out wearing like Egyptian costume. Dancers come out, and I'm like, oh, they're just put, they're like, it's like a theme dance. And they started fucking fellating. <laughs> they were fellatioing on stage. Each uh, other? The, no, the, 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 another dancer came out, and they just, they just started sucking the dude's dicks on stage. Uh, a female they, dancer came out. Yeah, yeah. He, you need uh, to specify these things. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I mean, would it make a difference? It's no, Greece, no. so you're gonna assume that 
they're they're like twenty years behind on a lot of shit. So they all have AIDS. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just getting AIDS. Uh, oh, that's, that's sad. But yeah, them, it was like they just it just turned into a sex show. No announcement, no ad- advertisement for it. It was just. It's five a.m. It's time for it's sex. It's five a.m. Sex show. Like, what well, the fuck? Bravo for them to be able to get it up at five a.m. Yeah, but it wasn't like sexy. It was like mechanical almost. It was it was like watching robots fuck. Because you know, and, and it so just, you went to Pirates of the Caribbean the sex show. Yeah, essentially, and yeah, it was it was that kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. At least they weren't going. It's a small world after all. I'm mixing my Disney rides. Weren't they though? No, but it just kept going, and, and it was such a weird. I didn't like. It wasn't sexy. It was, but in Greece, strip club culture, like here, you go out like with your friends, stuff like that. You know, in Greece, it's like I have to sit back to do to mime this, but it's just like single dudes sitting, the, oh, single dudes sitting there, and they just have like a cigarette, and they're like, because you can smoke indoors, even though it's technically illegal, nobody cares. And they're just like smoking, watching the stage, like, like, like they would be outside of your window, in the middle of the night, like watching. And it, it, yeah, it's just bad vibes. And so, uh, Portland's so nice. By what happened to the pop shot? Pop. Oh no, they, 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 there was no. They, they didn't come. Well, that's a ripoff. It was just erection, insertion, thrust, 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 dunkun, 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 and then just. That's all, folks. <laughs> just dipped out. No pop shot. No dollars. No pop. I know, right? And nope, that's another thing. They, there weren't many people like throwing dollars on the stage. Well, yeah, they're euro coins. That's rough. Stone <laughs> coin. Oh. oh, man, that just sounds horrible. It's like throwing fucking Europeans are their one euro coins. Like, yeah, because they don't have any. It's like a fiver or nothing. Yeah, it's a fiver or nothing. That That's an expensive oh. strip club night. Yeah, I never saw how the tipping went down there, or even if they do, because like Greece isn't a tipping culture. So it's like you leave kind of the change on the table. Now I kind of wanted to find. I'm going back there next month, so I have to like do some research and be like, "Do you guys get tips? Like, how does this work? How do you get? Do you get paid by the hour? Because that would be it's horrible. Yeah, right. That would be like poor Iranian girls and Syrian girls just being trafficked. Trafficked. That's a not a word. The, the, a lot of the people that I saw there were were Eastern European. They always uh, are. I don't know what that means. <laughs> just, but yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Uh, I know. I just it was just they. It was like, but they always are. It sounded like there was like heavy disappointment at the back end of that. No, not at all. I think Eastern European women are lovely. Sure, I uh, want my first ex-wife to be one. <laughs> like I, I, I appreciate that you're planning ahead. Oh, I always plan ahead. The one time I almost got married, part of the reason it didn't go down is because I didn't get the prenup done because my lawyer was in rehab. Sorry, audience. I know you've heard that story before. So I haven't heard that story, so I'm just like, oh, man, lawyer in rehab. That's almost a Hunter S. Thompson thing. I am represented by Carl the Party Lawyer, so. Is that actually his nickname? Yes. He actually has the Twitter at Party Lawyer. Is it weird if I look that up? Go for it. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to. Am I close enough to the microphone? I feel like I've drifted away now. Here, I'll yeah, get a little closer, closer to the mic. All right. But yeah, the Party, lawyer, the party wasn't, lawyer The Party Lawyer was in rehab. Wow, this is. This is weird. I feel like you're you're changing my life right now. That I'm represented by a guy who's the party lawyer. Wait, on Twitter? It should oh. be at party lawyer. The party lawyer channel is here to help you understand no. the no, 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 no. Let me see. That's definitely not him. Because it's at. 
party lawyer, not oh, the party lawyer. My bad. It's pictured to Sean Parker. Like he's like, don't don't call it the Facebook. <laughs> there he is. Oh, it's like someone. I'm he, not gonna say it. Uh, what? Go ahead and say it. No, it's fine. No, I'm curious what you have to say. It's good that he's recovering, though. I mean, like he's still sticking to that. Um, he claims to only have a drinking problem in the states. So a couple times we've gone out of country, and he's uh, relapsed a little. Hmm. He's eh. He's hmm. okay with it. Okay. That's, I'm, I'm, that's fascinating. I wait. Oh, is that you? Slayer had a bizarre encounter with a giant German crustacean. Yes, that is you. Yeah, that would be me. Okay, this is. I'm gonna stop looking at my phone. But what the fuck? That was in Munich. It's like you got attacked by the Jean Claude Van Damme predator outfit. It was a giant crab in, in Munich. Sadly, that, yeah. Sadly, it was not attached to someone's vagina. Would it have to be a proportional vagina? Um, I definitely don't have a proportional penis for that. Does anybody? Somebody has to. I mean, I saw the size of that crab. That crab was bigger than you. So if it, we're talking, I'm assuming the scabies, lysy kind of crabs, you're talking like 20 times size? Yeah, but I mean, someone like shattered. You, you could just walk in. But someone shat her into this world, so but someone you, had to <laughs> fucked her predecessor. You just, you just so. walk in, man. And what, punch the walls? <laughs> I mean. Pretend like I'm at a hardcore show and just start windmill punching? <laughs> you, you use the tools you got. When I was working construction, sometimes you didn't have the tool for the job, so you just improvise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I would just go get a giant Hitachi and call it a day. I just pictured a like over like an oversized flatbed bringing a giant Hitachi on. <laughs> like they had to truck it over in, beep, piece, beep, in pieces beep, and then beep, assemble it on site beep, with like a fucking like, team uh, of engineers. As it's backing up. Jeez. Uh. Oh, Giantess fetishes are, are interesting. People are definitely into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I met this amputee outside of ground control in Portland. Male or female? Male. Male uh, amputee. Um, well, no, no. Assumed it, male. Um, the reason I ask is I want to fuck an amputee. Oh, okay. It was a... I was going to ask I, for I'm an introduction. A, I, I think the person uh, w- was uh, in the in part of Portland's unfortunately large homeless population. and But, but he rolled up. That's not a pun. But he, he, he rolled up on, uh, to, I was out smoking. I, I've quit for five months now, so I want to, that's fucking not easy. Um, I quit years ago. I'll, I'll give you my trick for quitting after you tell your story. Sorry. All right. So, so we were, I was outside smoking. Uh, my friend Paul's visiting. He's like from Greece. Uh, he's Greek Australian or whatever, but he was in town. Um, and we're just like standing out there and, and this amputee comes up and just starts talking to me and. Sorry, I had to call him the amputee because it's like it's the most memorable thing about him was he just had no legs, and it was like not even nubs. I couldn't even see where there were nubs. It was just like there were shorts that just dropped off. Um, so that's the that's the thing that sticks out in my mind most. But he, this is my first exposure to a, a, a giantess fetish. Um, and because nobody talks about that in Ohio. Yeah, he was just like, he just opened up to me about it randomly. Like, it wasn't even, like, prompted. I was just talking to him. And he wasn't crazy or, or anything like that. Uh, he was just having a con- He started just talking about something else. And then he asked me if some I don't remember. But we got into the topic of giant test fetishes and how he his dream was to be scooped up by a 50-foot-tall woman. 
and crushed to death in her boobs. So I didn't mean to yell death, but it was like, dude, that's a so you're suicidal. Is what I took away from that, you know. But well, no, he's just a realist. We all got to go sometime. <laughs> he's, a, he's a realist with a fifty foot giantess. Okay, enough ketamine. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just it. It was it was very strange having a, a person open up to me like that and be so vivid about their death. It wasn't even like about the fetish anymore. It was about how they want to just be dead in boobs. I mean, if you have to go, being crushed by giant breasts is not the worst way to go. I, I, I feel like it'd be like John Voight and Anaconda. You know, it, it's not a good. I don't, I don't think being crushed would be a good experience. Well, how do you want to go out? How do I want to go out? Hmm, that's a good question. That's a that's a good ask. Uh, uh, actually, how, what's your thoughts on poisoned whiskey? Can't tell the difference. Just <laughs> drop your audience like. Did we just hear a thud? And then they watch the video and it's confirmed. If I could only do better Foley work. Right. Yeah, you should have had the mat laid out there. We should have planned it. But um, It wouldn't have been as authentic of a bit if you... you know. Yeah, right. You're saying I can't act? I don't know if you can act. You're an I can just do the Brad Pitt thing and eat food while I'm talking and then... That always makes for good podcasting. Yeah. I, I totally... Oh, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> the last podcast I was on no not the last uh, three podcasts ago we ate pizza who does that dude we were hungry so it was like we were opening PBRs and, and eating pizza so we did the breaks because we would do smoke breaks uh, and we opened PBRs to like resume so it was like yeah it was really bad listening yeah that's horrible oh to circle back it's on the JDO how- show by the way <laughs> not that that matters <laughs> Uh, to circle back on how I quit smoking cigarettes. Mm. So I went cold turkey for about 90 days. This is back when you could still smoke in bars. Mm-hmm. Went into my favorite punk rock bar in Chicago. Got a little drunk. And the very cute bartender was smoking behind the bar, so I bummed a smoke off her. She bummed me probably the stalest smoke I've ever had in my life. Mm. Between how much I had to drink... And the horrible head rush from that very stale cigarette. Yep. I've had a stale one, yep. I got so sick. Yep. Like, you get the dizzy, like weird dizzy. Oh, yeah, the yeah, weird yeah. dizzy. Yep. yep. My buddy who was driving me home had to pull over multiple times for me to puke my brains out on the side of that expressway. Oh, a cigarette made you puke? Damn. Well, between the combination of... Are you the, a heavy? Were you a heavy smoker where you'd like take big hits? Oh, I was a pack and a half to two packs a day at times. Okay. Damn. Uh, at that point in my life, I was working in IT, and anytime I had to load an OS, I'd go smoke. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'd take a break, I'd go smoke. Yep, same. It was yeah. bad. And be- like before that, I was a coffee club kid in the 90s, so I'd just go to coffee houses and just hang out and smoke. Yeah. That glamorous thing. Yeah, that glamorous. Uh, oh, smoking indoors was so... Oh. So, so that... Co- but did you have the urge... After I got ridiculously sick after that, I have not had a. I've had one. I didn't. I mean, you smoke cigar. It's not the same though. No, cigars are like if you're smoking out like a cigarette. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, like the last time I had a cigarette anywhere near my lips was with a very drunk girl who demanded I smoke one. Like she shoved it. That's really fucked up to demand of you. Oh, it wasn't like just 
Unle- like verbally demanding, like she put it in my mouth. That's, like put yeah, a little cigarette in my and I just took a drag off it, didn't inhale it, and Yeah. It's like No, smoke it. I'm like that that is actually the moment where I determined she was too drunk to fuck. Yeah. So the way I quit came about in a weird way that I've never heard anybody really say this is the way they quit, but I did a reading in San Francisco, because um, I'm also a writer, surprise, uh, back in January. And today's the 25th. In about a half hour, it'll be the five-month anniversary. Um, so I, I, I got I get nerves before I do any kind of appearance. And it's kind of nice. It's kind of refreshing. I didn't smoke before this podcast. But I usually go walk around the block and smoke. That used to be my ritual. I'd stretch a little bit like I was in track or some bullshit. And I went and smoked two cigarettes, and I, I was like, hmm wasn't enjoyable they weren't stale they were fine they were good and i went and did my reading i did a good reading and I, I went out i think i smoked one more and didn't even finish it because i was like wait this is i'm bored of this I, like, I just felt overcome by boredom in a weird way and then i had the pack and it just sat in my backpack for like three months i just i never i didn't throw it away there was no dramatic like walk out on cigarettes there was no uh plan no no urgency to it. I just was like, I don't feel like smoking. And then two weeks ago, I took one hit off a cigarette in New York. So I said, when I say five months quitting, it's like I I wanted to test myself and see, do I enjoy this? Because I used to genuinely enjoy smoking. I took a brief hit. It wasn't even like a deep hit. And I was like, no, this is not good. And I handed it back and walked away from, you know, from that. And it made me realize I've condition myself to not want it or something i don't know like i'm i'm just bored with it i don't like it anymore and that's a shame because there's nothing there was nothing set more satisfying like a good burger or a good steak with like afterward the smoke after that i miss the after sex cigarette yeah the the after after meal after sex after after something uh, uh that was like a hard day's work it was like the cold beer after work kind of effect uh if you've done something that was because you get the meat sweats, so anytime you if you do sweat inducing work like eating a steak or having sex or or doing construction, and you, cigarette feels good. You sweat during sex. I make her do all the work. I mean, I I, I don't sweat really. I just roll around in mud to keep cool. Ah, uh, you pig, you. Mmm. Yeah. All right, tangent. Um. So I, I I I was thinking about the future. Oh, you finally decide how you want to die. Yeah, no, no. I was thinking about a business opportunity, right? Uh, so, besides money laundering, no. This is this is even better. So we're what gonna have a hunger crisis at some point, right? Okay. Because food food scarcity is gonna be a thing at some point with global warming. And I was thinking we're also getting overpopulated. So what do you do with it? You're gonna run out of great like cemetery room, right? And Greek Greeks have kind of figured out a way. You're only buried for like three to five years in Greece, and really? they put you in an ossuary. So they so they bury you, so you decompose, and they pull you up, wash your bones. Follow you in a metal box in your village or whatever. It is what it is. Uh, unless you got lots of money, then you stay buried. Uh, <laughs> Funny how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. The rules only apply to the poor. But I was thinking you could you could literally you could you could start a racket where you so people won't want to cannibalize, right? Because you feel weird about it. But you would eat pig, right? And pigs will eat corpses because if you starve a pig long enough, they'll eat anything. So. I realized that I could just start a pig farm that's also a getting rid of the corpses farm where we could just go, rather than burying people, strip the bones down, take the bones to an ossuary, and boom. That's the future. I'm telling you, man, it's 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 not soil and green. It's filtered. 
You watched Snatch recently? Uh-uh. Is that a thing now? Have you not? You've seen Snatch, right? The movie? Yeah. Like a long time ago. Oh, the Bricktop has a pig farm for exactly that purpose. Oh. But but is it like a mass thing? Uh, it's to dispose of his enemy's bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in Hannibal, too. Like, the, the throwing somebody to the pigs or whatever. Because pigs, hungry pigs will eat anything. They don't give a shit. Um, but... I wouldn't be surprised if that was a racket at some point where people were like hungry enough to eat people, but they didn't want the guilt of it, so they had to filter it through some sort of livestock. Yeah, makes sense. I'll eat people. I, I mean, depending hungry. on how you prepare them. If I was hungry. I don't know. We'll see. People I mean, chops. People chops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit of lemon. Enough barbecue sauce. You could make a pretty good year out of people if it tastes like pork. Which we, I think we do, right? Yeah, that's why they call us Long Pig. Hmm. This got dark. Low and slow, man. This just, got really dark. Just put, you know, put the people ribs. <laughs> 16 hours, low and slow. This got so dark. <laughs> but hey, I'm not future. talking about eating your but ex-girlfriend's body after her head's taken off. That was, yeah, that's right. That was dark, too. Man, this, this, this is like the darkest podcast I've ever been on. This is like, and I've talked about some fucked up shit before, but this is like. So you're, what you're saying is you wouldn't eat your ex. A pig would have to eat her first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to filter it, man. And I'm assuming you couldn't name the pig. Well, because we're we're already eating shit, right? Like we're we're like, oh yeah, let's fertilize. Shit's got nutrients, so let's let's put it in our plants and and our beards. Yeah, <laughs> and our beards. Apparently not. Uh, but. <laughs> but yeah, corn snobs. But like, we're willing to eat really gross shit no pun you know no no joke there but oh dude i ate beaver the other night that was a it's tasty was it gamey uh like you know like that almondy kind of so the place i ate beaver at puts it's like a mong doesn't like mongolian barbecue with wild game but the sauces Mm. they cook it in like the sauce overpowers most of the meat flavors oh okay and also, it was just texture. At that yeah, point. it was also a bowl of beaver, camel, yak, water buffalo, and I don't remember the last meat I put in that bowl. Where the fuck did they find a camel? Oh, this place is up in the valley. I also had a camel taco while I was up I like there. How, I like how that's just like your explanation. It's like, there's just camels up there, man. I don't know where the meat came from. I didn't ask them how they sourced it. It's probably all chicken, and they're just like... Yeah, so this is iguana. This this is frog. This well, is, according this to the snake. owner, according to the owner, all of their game is wild except for the alligators. Yeah, it's all Kirkland's chicken breast, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was definitely really red. Oh, I, yeah, I don't doubt it. So it definitely could be weird cow parts, but maybe. Uh, but no, I don't know. I, I've never, the weirdest thing I've eaten is yeah, just like innards of goats and shit like that i mean well, it's not like anything fancy what super bums me out is while i was in tokyo there was a place that was serving both whale and horse sashimi horse sashimi i guess horse is weird by american standards because most people here are like horses have personality um dude like dutch food is delicious but don't judge me uh what is wrong with you don't I'd- king shame me all right dutch food freaking dells for life no, but um, what what in the Netherlands? Explain the sashimi that you're talking about, huh? This this horse, yeah, like uh, raw sliced horse, raw sliced horse, 
like put over like just it's sashimi it's just served huh i'm super bummed i didn't how get was to try the whale? It. i didn't get to try oh, you didn't get to try okay but we rolled by the place and like we gotta come back later we just ate and then we never made it back there oh see even if you just ate you gotta go in there for like one i'm gonna do it next time i'm in tokyo it's by shinjuku station like and and, and i'm probably i'm i'm, I'm a hor- it's funny i don't feel guilt eating a horse but i feel guilt at the prospect of eating a whale like I, I like I'm one of those like, but whales are cute. It's like dolphins. Like why would you want to, dude? Flipper. If flipper's tasty, let's grill them up or chop them up. It's the case maybe. It, 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 isn't that funny though when you apply a personality to like an animal that you you can't do it. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't couldn't understand. eat a collie. Depends on how it's prepared. Saint Bernard. Does it come with a little barrel? That's a great appetizer. <laughs> it's like a little bird. I mean, I just pictured the St. Bernard because you remember those cartoons? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Not goofy, but it's like, it's like Warner Brothers Disney cartoons. Or, yeah. And somebody's like in the snow and they're trapped or something. And the St. Bernard comes in to help them and they bring them the bourbon. But then the dude gets drunk and is like, oh, fuck, I got the bunchies. I'm fucking. And then right. St. Bernard, like they exactly. start a fire and, oh, that's dark. The, the dog essentially serving itself. It became bar munchies. Yeah. I, I just feel like the dog shouldn't have been, shouldn't have walked down that street if you didn't want me to eat you you shouldn't have got me drunk should have just tossed the barrel from a distance and fucking fucked off to somewhere else right safe. but no you had to bring me bourbon <laughs> it's on you does, dog. Bur- does bourbon turn you into a monster <laughs> no sobriety does yeah that's fair that's fair but uh, <laughs> no i'll eat anything if it's cooked right yeah i, I don't know i i don't there's some things I won't touch. Like if somebody's like, "Here, here's some brain," I'm like, eh. "I've eaten brain." But I watched. Um, God, I keep going back to Greece, but Greece fascinates me because it's so different. It's like still Western, but it's so different that I was at a Easter barbecue, and I watched this like pretty girl. Uh, this she's very pretty, pretty lady, and and she she. You said girl, it's okay. Grabbed the fucking head off of a skewered goat and tried it was like trying to crack it open on the ground so she could get to the brain. And I was like, That's so fucking two thousand one, like space out you know, like the Yeah. Why didn't you put a ring on it? Cause I I, I don't know, man. That, that that gave me a vibe. Yeah. She's wild. I just it, I, And she'd be a good provider for you. Sure. Well no She's wanted to get that brain but for that's, you. That's a Greek women are they don't have the same like, uh, uh, um, hesitancy to to do like weird shit like that. Where I went to a part somebody's birthday party once. They had like a, like a DJ. They had a bar. It was like all set up, catering, and there were just women grabbing pork chops with their fucking hand and like dancing and eating them and shit. Just like on the and I was like, this is weird. Stop! I have an erection. No, but it's because. It, it's not weird though. It's totally like being at ease with your surroundings and just going, I want a fucking pork chop and I want to dance. And that's totally cool. But it's weird because in the States, they'd be like, what is wrong with this person? And that's my first reaction too, where I'm like, the fuck is this? But then later I'm like, that's kind of cool. I mean, whether you like pork chops or not, it's one thing, but like. I was just trying to, would try to determine if she's single. It was, it was more than one person. Well, good. There's, Variety to choose from. Yeah, um, it 
it was just yeah it's it's a weird thing that i i've never seen in any other country because i think i think like northern europeans still have like their reservations about you know they like eat shit weird with forks and stuff yeah those fucking barbarian tools right they gotta have they gotta have, like it's like they're performing surgery on their food where greeks are just like give me the ribs Rawr. i'm more and more being sold on i need to go to greece you gotta visit man it's a good place the need last time like, need greece, tourist dollars. greece was brought up to me like i had a porn star on the show on air being like we gotta go to greece together why I don't know. I wasn't going to argue with her. Had she been to Greece before? I think so. Okay. But she wanted to take me to Greece, and I was inclined to want to go with her. Sadly, that never panned out. (laughs) Such is life. Hollywood promises, man. Is that a a term? It is now. Okay. I I didn't know if there was like a, that was one of those things where you're like, oh, it's a Hollywood promise, and like, wait, is that? I mean, it definitely could be, and it, it should be. Yeah, if it's not, we're coining it right now because okay, Hollywood promise. You heard it here. You heard uh, it here. And first. now we drink. Hey, I guess who actually remember the name of the show? That's a rarity. It's literally the theme of the show. Like, how would well, you not remember it? Do Do you get guests here that are like, and now I don't drink? No, you definitely. There's definitely guests, especially about an hour forty into the show. We're like, are we uh, an hour forty? Yeah, we're an hour forty into the show. Oh shit! Yeah, we are. Who are like uh, drinking? But this is like the Seinfeld of your podcast, I think, where it's just about nothing at all. Like you've had other podcasts where you're like, like other you know conversations where you're actually like themed and talking about stuff. Like the the, the one that Michael Seidlinger was on, like you guys kept on topic, and it was like a crisp little podcast. And this one's just like, yo, the future is pigs filtering human meat for humans to eat. Oh, for you weak motherfuckers, straight human for me. Straight human. <laughs> I just eat that shit raw. Human sashimi. tap. Human sashimi, baby. Oh, man. Because it's classy if you call it sashimi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, but that's the thing. People have to dress stuff up when they're, when they're consuming something unsavory, whether it's, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but like that, it just seemed like human nature when I'm explaining that to you. It doesn't seem that crazy, right? It seems like that's probably how we would cannibalize. We wouldn't do it direct as a culture, as a, just worldwide. We would just be like, "Well, it's not real. It's like it's like using fertilizer." Well, it's a good way to avoid the kuru. What's the kuru? Oh, it's essentially mad cow and humans from eating human brains. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Um whatever african tribe actually does performs cannibalism they develop something called kuru from eating human brains it's essentially mad cow and humans so it'd be mad human so obviously i've talked about cannibalism (laughs) before because i'm just sitting here like wait why do you know this because i I don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not cannibalism does kind of worry me a little bit well the reason- I feel like it's the eventual. It's the eventuality. If we get, if our resources get scarce, we're not going to have war. We're just going to go straight into eating people. It's not going to be, oh, we're going to fight for resources. It's going to go. No, we're starving. A war takes too fucking long. Let's just eat that dude. Better work on your cardio. Oh, I, yeah, I, I can still sprint. We're good. I just got to outrun the next guy. That's all. See, my plan isn't to outrun the next guy. I'm just going to shoot the next guy. <laughs> that's a good plan. Yeah, 
If it's a row of fucking cannibals, I will just shoot the next guy and run. Mm. Leave meat for them. Do you have? Do you have a? Do you have a, a post-apocalypse strategy? I don't like to call it the zombie survival strategy because, like, eh. I don't have a good one anymore. You don't have a good one. What was your What was your one before? Well, my one before was one of the outfits I used to work for had fortified buildings mm-hmm. as part of what we had. So I was going to go to work and just hide out. Yeah, and yeah. hold down because they had vehicle man traps. Mm-hmm. So when I need to make the one way spikes or whatever. No, no, like like a garage, you know, oh. two part garage. Gotcha. So, outer door, inner door. Almost like a vestibule for garages. Yeah. Okay. And a, and a man trap for the actual entrance as well. Okay. That's that's cool. So only one door opens at a time so the It's ex- constant like a bank essentially. It was essentially. Like a, yeah, okay. That's So it's safe to make scouting missions from work. In the very beginning there's vending yeah. machines there before we have to resort to cannibalism yeah yeah, yeah. there were sure. guns there so that's fair but i don't work for them anymore I so. Would, I would, my <laughs> so your beer so your plan was to stay in a populated area yeah i i was always thinking the best thing to do would go to would be to go to like a national park or something you know how to hunt i know how to use a gun that's not hunting i, I figured i'm a quick learner yeah, so are the outdoorsmen that actually live in the area already. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not fucking with no mountain folk. I want fat, lazy city dwellers. Especially if it's not actual zombies. But there's so many of them. I know. That's, that's a lot of thing, means. Being overrun, though. Fortified location. Yeah. That's fair. It's. I don't know. I, I just was like, I'll go somewhere sparsely populated and just kind of... And be killed by some weirdo in the woods. Uh, just be invisible as much as possible. And eat what? There's there's plants and animals out there, man. There's a lot of humans in the city to eat. <laughs> I, I just your poor amputee friend. I like how first. we're like our like we're, this gets like violent. Like fuck you, I'm out of this. Your poor amputee friend up in Portland. <laughs> Meals on wheels, baby. I haven't seen that dude in a long time. So someone already ate him. Like, that's poured one out. I swear it wasn't me. No, no, you know, like I, I, it's it's not to get too serious, but anytime I, if I, if there's a regular that I see on the street that I just constantly pass, and then one day they're not there, I just assume that they've died. That's just is, that, is that bad? Like, it, it's it like makes me sad. So like they could be like, oh yeah, I got help and I'm a millionaire now, but I I, I would still be like in my mind thinking of this person that. It happens. Yeah. I mean, if you're having a really shitty life, death may be yeah. a better release for you. Yeah. So here's to all the street homies. Yeah. Not yep. pouring out. We're not wasting whiskey. No. No. You poor, poor street homies. Death is a better place for you. <laughs> yeah. Street homies. God. Hollywood promises and street homies. Coining new terms. Oh man! Horrible, uh, horrible new terms. <laughs> this is this is a really fucked up. <laughs> kind of some dark places. I like it. Ah, not everything can be bright and cheery no, uh, in the land of publishing and podcasting. So, what's been your favorite? Uh, I haven't listened to all of your all of your um, episodes, but what's been your favorite interview? I'm not saying like 
to knock down anybody else, but they're all my babies. I can't pick just. How many one. have you done now so far? A hundred and sixty-seven or so. Hundred and sixty-seven. Fuck. Uh, closer to one hundred and seventy-seven. There's a couple of them that never made it to air. And you know those got to be fucked if I didn't air them. Yeah, yeah. Because shit, how how many? I was here like three years ago, and we almost had one, but it like last minute cancellation or whatever. I think that was like a year and a half, two years ago. Twenty-seven, probably twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was on my way to Greece. I think I had like a two days later yep. or yep. something. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a handful of them that stick out. Like, I'm a I really enjoy the episodes I've done with some of the comedians, like uh, Brandon Brocato and Jeremy Moonbeam Pache. The first time they were on, just dying, dying, rolling, laughing. Um, None of them talked about filtering human meat through pigs. No, that's a first. That is a, definitely a first time topic. That very well may become the video clip for this episode. <laughs> Somebody's going to beat me to that business now. Fuck. Dude, I've given away so many good information. It's going like to be good it's, plans. It's going to be like the, the, you know, you know, the dude that was like, man, I should start an edibles food cart. Somebody's going to do that and just kill Portland money. Well, what's fucked up is mm. first they're going to start a publishing money laundering business. To yeah, pay for the pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was at the beginning. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just giving away all the money making ideas. Yeah, I'm just like such a corrupt individual. <laughs> it's coming out now. They're like, he is Greek. It's the punchline. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. I'm just, I, I'm shaking my head no, but in my mind, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's what, accurate. What's the, I know there's like a lot of uh, really shitty like Jewish stereotype, but what, like Greeks generally, if you could consolidate all the stereotypes about Greeks into one, corruption. Oh, yeah. What, it's what's called the Greek, Greek lightning for a reason. What's the what's the Jewish equivalent of that? Well, probably, is there one? Probably being cheap. Being cheap. Oh yeah, yeah okay. I can see that. I because it, that that folds into everything where it's like the. Have you seen Harold and Kumar? Uh, Total White, White Castle. Castle. Yeah. When they when they're interrogating the dude with the coins on the table, that's one of. The, it's one of the most inappropriate but funny fucking scenes because of how serious they play. Where he's like, ah, I can't. And he rain mans the amount of money. Uh, yeah, so the st- I could see that the being cheap folding into all of the, you know, like all the, yeah, okay. Well, and it's sense. fucking obnoxious. Like, I have friends who I consider my fucking friends who inadvertently make those stereotype jokes. And I've talked about it with other Jewish friends. Yeah. Where it's like we a lot of times will overcompensate, like if we're splitting up a bill to like over tip and shit like that because yeah to try to fight that stereotype. Yeah. yeah. A, a good example of shit like that was when I was in Bogota. This is like some serious shit. <laughs> sort of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got into a disagreement with a couple of my friends down there. Basically, what happened was I'm in vacation mode. I'm in no rush to be fucking anywhere. Yeah. We we're talking about like going out for the day. I haven't showered. I haven't put on pants. So like me yeah. right now. Yeah. And my friends are like, hey, we called the Uber. It'll be there. It'll be here in five minutes. Like, what the fuck? I'm not ready to go. I rushed and tried to get ready. The Uber came. The Uber left. Got into an argument with my friend who called the Uber. He's like, what the fuck? I'm, you know, we talked about we were going to this fucking wherever we were going. You know, I assume that meant that you'd get ready to fucking go. I'm like, in my mind, just 
use a couple words of communication. Hey, we're, I'm going to call the car in a few. Is everyone ready to go? Right. Yeah. And he's like, well, they hit me with the cancellation fee. You're going to fucking pay them. And <laughs> my response was, no, I'm not fucking call, paying for it. I didn't tell you to call the car. You could have fucking, you know, used two words of communication to say, hey, is everyone ready to go? And his immediate response is, you cheap fuck. Oh, oh. It wasn't. But was it, was it said like in that way? Oh, yeah. Because, oh, God, I feel like this is, this is like one of the more serious things. But I know in Ohio, a common phrase and we talk about how like things have changed, but they haven't really. They've, they've changed on the surface, but you'll still hear people say shit like, don't Jew me out of that. Right, don't Jew me down. Don't Jew me out of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that's exactly what that brought to mind when you said, you cheap fuck. It's just like... And that's exactly what my point was. Oh, fuck, man. That... And this is from my friends. And this is like, sometimes it comes out of their mouths in yeah. a joking fashion but sometimes it's like is that underlying like not really a joke yeah it's it, it will it, in that particular case it definitely wasn't but i mean yeah in I was general, say, well, usually there's in any joke there's an element of truth oh so yeah if somebody def- makes the joke there's something there it's it might not be like overtly like let's genocide all the jews and it, it, i don't know why i have to go into like the but you know what I mean? It, it, it might not be that, but it might be like a, oh, yeah, he's one of them. And, well, and the othering kind of element to that, that that really, yeah. Well, and on the flip side, I do play up to some of the stereotypes. I'm, especially in the past, been very money-driven. Sure. And I often have... But you also live in a society that, that values and prioritizes money above all else. 100%. So can't blame that just on stereotype true <laughs> but you know and there were definitely been points where like i've made a stink over monetary situations with friends where because i just didn't feel like being taken advantage of yeah where i don't know if it's subconscious because i'm the jewish guy i mean it could be i feel like hearing hearing something enough you start to kind of you can you can embody it if you hear it enough that well this is what everybody thinks of me I maybe I am like that yeah, could be a bit of that because so so you've got the the cheap that's the I guess that's the yeah that's the nice little Gordian knot kind of thing there is the cheapness uh, uh, because that ties into spending but also hoarding 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 like like. Hoarding shackles. Hoarding, yeah, yeah, that's that's such a weird. It's like those those hoarders. It's like what is that? Is that an insult or is that like like saving money is not a bad thing? Oh, and the funny thing is, I am horrible at it. I spend. Yeah, same. I spend. But we've got because we got uh, the, the when I say cor- corruption, it's like the lazy Greek stereotype. The the uh, uh, not paying taxes. Not do you know what I mean? We got like we got these like stereotypes where. The, the statistics say that we work more hours than anybody in Europe. But the the propaganda of it is that we're the laziest, the, the we're the welfare queens, if you want to borrow a Reagan era term. That's how that's how they're paying for it. They're subsidizing our lifestyles, is the European propaganda there. And you guys and don't even tip your strippers. 
I know. Well, we we throw shekels at them because we don't know what those are. <laughs> it's actually the, what the Israeli currency is. Is it actually called a shekel? Oh yeah. Okay, that's not just like a. And it's I, not like I, a drachma where you're like, rest in peace, drachmas. By the way, if you're if you're a Greek and um, keep your briefcase of them under your bed because you'll need them one day. It's a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shekels are well. Is one Israeli new shekel is equal to point. Two eight United States dollars, huh? Huh. I thought that that's. I wasn't familiar with currency though, for anything that's. Well, like, a yeah. silver coin and a unit of weight used in ancient Israel and the Middle East. It used to be, but Israel is their currency is the Israeli new shekel. The new shekel. Cool. Uh, no, that's, that's fascinating. I just because you always hear you always hear the term used, but. I never actually thought of it as an actual currency because I don't really look into that. Well, yeah, I'm sure up until less than 100 years ago, it wasn't. Did the podcast just start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we getting into the real shit now? No, no. This is this is something that's interesting though because I don't think a lot of people realize that while in, in American culture, the popular perception is that that Jews and Greeks and, and Mediterranean in general uh, folk are considered I mean, we're all Caucasian for sure, but they're considered white, white. Like, but the thing is, you don't see these stereotypes with like the Anglo. We call them Anglo's in Greece. The Anglo, the Anglo's, essentially. You know, um, you don't get the same like, like the Greek Greeks making fun of Germans is going like an appointment. Ha! Like that's a don't be so British. You know, like that. That, but that's not really a negative thing it was just like being formal is like an insult you know um and not even a strong one at that but we're we're corrupt and that's such a weird thing to to realize that that's that's like a power dynamic thing too you know this is this is where i get like into that little like kind of lefty thing there but it is it's a weird it's a it's a it's like if you're reduced to just being a cheap Jew, then I have power over you calling you that. I'm better than you. You know, you know that's what that's saying. That's such a weird thing to 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 put out there, to project out there. I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know if in that particular case it was to try to get a rise out of me. It probably was. If the the situation you're, or could have just been a slip. Where it's there and the dude just let it. Which is, I don't know if that's better or worse. That's definitely worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, getting a rise out of you is bad too, though. Because it's like, that's that's the way you're going to do the lazy way of getting a rise out of them. Uh, that didn't even work. I'm just like, no, dude. Uh, I'm not paying for it because I didn't tell you to call the car. It's $5. I'm not sweating $5. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I was going to say, well, there was an argument that ensued over 5 bucks. Well, essentially, yeah. And I'm, I mean, you don't know me very well, but anyone who knows me well, especially someone who's known me as long as that guy has, is like, if you give me an ultimatum, I will tell you to fuck yourself nine times out of ten. It's a good way to be. I hate ultimatums. Because it wasn't like, hey, man, can you pay this? Because, you know, I got hit with the cancellation. Is you're gonna fucking pay this? And no, no, I'm not. Oh man, I've walked out of jobs for shit like that. You're not leaving till these pallets are off the floor. Like I worked at Lowe's back in like 2004, and I was like, 
Yeah. I just mime taking my my uh, vest off and walking out the door, and neither one of us worked there after that because ultimatums are bad. But yeah, God, it's such a I don't know I don't know I, I'm I'm not a big fan of people power tripping on you because that's essentially yeah that's what that is right. I, I can't I can't do the you're gonna do this or this you're gonna you need to pay this you need to do this. It's like, mm, do I though? No, I really don't. But if it's like, hey man, do you mind splitting this with me, or do you want to something? I don't know. Like if somebody asks, yeah, no, if it had been like a, an or ask, like I don't have five bucks, can you can you get this? Well, it, it was a cancellation fee for an Uber, so it was literally. I, I know, but if it, but say you got a broke friend going through hard times, and they're like, oh shit, do you got five bucks I can borrow for this? Yeah, no problem. Can you Venmo me five bucks? I'd be like, yeah, that's that, that's the thing. It's, Hell, it's even in that situation, I would have been more receptive to it and been like. Hey man, do you mind covering that cancellation fee? Yeah, yeah. That that's that's the difference though. If if you throw it at somebody like it's a it's you gotta you're gonna be met with resistance because who the fuck wants to have to do something that they didn't think of themselves? Yeah, and well, and the the best part is it then escalated to well, I guess then we can't travel together anymore. I'm like, okay, cool. Just because of that, essentially. So who's the cheap fuck? Oh, and boom. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. Yeah, well, uh, it's like the Shyamalan like plot twist. Yeah, like <laughs> turns out he was the cheap fuck all along. <laughs> oh no, no, he's not the cheap fuck. Actually, there, I'm just messing. Fast forward to earlier this year, there's a little bit of drama. So I saw that friend in person in Chicago in mm-hmm. December, and like we went and had drinks. I was thought it Bobby. No, damn, no, no. Uh, I thought we buried the fucking hatchet. Bobby would never do that. Shit. I know that's uh, Robert Dean. Robert Dean for anybody that's familiar. wondering. Yeah, yeah. Writer. We we buried the we buried the fucking hatchet. So I thought, and I'm like, oh, and this is a, you know one of the people I travel with fairly regularly. Like, at least once a year, we usually do an international trip. I'm like, all right, man. What do we want to do for 2019? He's like, well, I just changed jobs. I don't think I you know can afford to travel in 2019. I'm like, all right, cool, man. No worries. Him and another friend went to Tokyo and then hit it. Oh, that's fucked up. On social media, it's like. The funny thing is, if they had asked me when they went, I couldn't have afforded to go anyways. Yeah. But it's... But they had to, like... That's that's fucked up, dude. Yeah, it's just like, okay. And the worst part about it is I pieced it together because they didn't hide it well. Yeah. And, I don't know, what's your opinion on this? Like, my my opinion is... On your personal life? Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> They're not real friends, man. <laughs> Do you know that meme where it's like, uh, you're not my friend? You know what I'm talking about? It's like that picture of like the dude's like, no, no longer my friend. You're my friend. Yeah. Well, it's just one of those things like, it causes me to reevaluate my friendship with these people. Yeah. It's like, if somebody's, God, this is such a weird, I, <laughs> am, I, am I interviewing you? Uh, no, <laughs> it, it, it's, do I, do I have to put on radio voice? So, Two hours into it, you're going to put on radio voice? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, because my Cincinnati accent's like it's so dominant, it's ridiculous. Um, I, man, I couldn't, I don't know if, if it was like friends were intentionally like trying to keep you out, you're the Brad in their lives. And, that's bad. Like that. That sucks, man. That's not a good way. They're not your friends. Because who the fuck wants to be that? Like the dude that people are hiding shit from. Because just 
be like, yeah, we're going. Like, like, yeah, literally, like, it's not like you're, you're somebody's uh, it, partner. It's like, why wasn't I invited? You were out with that that right. person. It's like, no, oh, hey, we're going to Tokyo. Cool, have fun. Yeah, like, by the way, dude, we're going to Tokyo. Like, I can't yeah, afford. It, it, I got it, some it, money worked out. We're gonna go to Tokyo. You know. Yeah, and like, oh, cool, have fun. Yeah, but the like, oh, I can't afford to travel this year, and then it's funny because surprise, motherfucker, we're in well, Tokyo. Well, the way I pieced it together was he posted a picture that was we went to Tokyo like as a group in 2016. Yeah. He posted a picture from Tokyo that I did not remember being taken. Mm. And I went, oh, that's obviously Tokyo. Huh. And, but there was points where like we had split off in a group and, you know, I was, I was like, oh, whatever. No big deal. I didn't think too much of it. Then one of the other people who went to Tokyo commented on some political string like, yeah, I was talking to people in a bar about Trump. And I'm like, Okay, that's obviously recent. Cool. And put it together. I'm like, oh, oh, conversation in a bar about Trump. How? Well, in How Tokyo, he's like, I talked to P- the other friend. Was like, oh yeah, I was just talking to some dudes in Tokyo about Trump, and like that's obviously post 2016 because he wasn't president when we went last time. He's president of our hearts. Only if you're a big, big celebrity apprentice fan. There, there actually were quite a few of those. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Not to get on the Trump topic, but this this is important. Uh, I had a coworker when I was out doing when I used to deliver appliances, um, and I feel like a million jobs is great. And he was like, "We should put Trump in the White House. He's going to make us all millionaires." And I was like, "But wouldn't that make a million bucks worth zero? Because then that becomes the bottom." Yeah, everybody's yeah. a millionaire. Doesn't that mean nobody's a millionaire? What was that African country that was like, "Don't flush the money because it's worth less than toilet paper"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do want to be inside Ivanka, though. That's something you have in common with the with the president. president yeah. yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> hey, I, she fucks Jews. Okay, it's more that on that note. Jared's a Jew. He's also possibly a cyborg. Don't pour me heavy, though. All right, thank you. Hey, Jewish cyborgs are well-made cyborgs. He he does seem like a well-put-together cyborg, but he does seem like a cyborg. You can't you can't even fall, dude. I heard him talk for the first time in two years, like the other day, and I was like, wait, that guy's got a voice. That isn't fucking uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, I thought he was, no, I thought he was gonna have like a high pitch, like a. That's the reason that we never heard him talk was because he had like a little kid voice or something. But he, he sounds like a pubescent teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. Hey, he's he's hitting the one Trump I'd want to have sex with. So is he though? They have two kids. Are they his though? I mean, they could be Donald's. Dude, that's so dark. That's so dark. Allegedly, like whatever preface I have to put on that to not get sued. Oh, that's 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 so dark. I just, I think, God, not to get into. I think she's as much a monster as the rest of them. Oh, I'm attracted to monsters. So that's fair, but I, I just, even even when people are like, yeah, but what if he? It's like that's still fucked up. Because it's one of those I separate the monster from the event kind of thing. It's like I don't care if Kevin Spacey hung out with like Donald Trump Jr. I still think that's wrong. Like that's fucked up. I can't. Even though 
Wait, yeah. Did you say Kevin Spacey raped Donald Trump Jr.? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if it happened, who's no? It explains but, a lot. But it, but it, it's one of those things where it's it's like you can still be like that guy's a monster, but that was also fucked up to happen to him. I'm not saying that it did happen because now that could you imagine that? Just like some reporters, like, oh, that's a good story. I'm gonna <laughs> juicy scoop, juicy scoop. What's he know that we don't? Um, not much. Not I have much. I have very few scoops on celebrities, unfortunately. It's kind of weird to me that I'm like socially only one step away from, removed from the president. Oh, what's the what's the Stormy? Oh shit! You know Stormy? I've worked for Stormy. I've known Stormy for years. Oh, dude. <laughs> so to clear it up, because there are a lot of people who call her a liar. That should happen, didn't it? I believe so. I have not directly asked her. But the Stormy I know is not a liar. Okay. I didn't think so either. I just It was just one of those things where it's like, heard it from the horse who knows her smell. Yeah, God, that's such a weird... This is like the weirdest Trump political conference because we're not even talking about like Trump or poli- Trump policies. It's just kind of... Yeah, we, we started we this off at a time where... where if this was Bill Clinton, and, and he fuck even his daughter. looked at Stormy Daniels, he'd have been impeached. Yeah. They'd been like, he looked at her breasts. He, we got to get rid of them. It's unpresidential. I'm just putting it out there. We'll not fuck Chelsea. <sighs> and now we drink. Just saying, wouldn't fuck Chelsea. I'm not gonna. I'm not going. There. I'm not going there on that one. So uh, you wouldn't fuck her either. Got it. I didn't say that. You said you weren't going. I didn't there. say I'm not going for the comment. Either way, gosh, it, it's such a weird time, man. I, I, oh, which first daughters would do you bang? Th- do you think that that's a weird question? Do you think that we're ever going to snap back to a president can't just have this many scandals? Where where it's like because because like I don't think it's a. The thing that I don't care that he fucked a porn star or whatever, if you will, like per the per the uh, uh, the way that it's phrased. But the fact that he did it when his when his wife's going through postpartum is like that fucks me up, right? But for a lot of people, that would have been a death blow to a presidency if it was like there was even a porn star within vicinity of a president, dude. Why why are you showing me the Bush twins? Well, I'm just trying to get your opinion. Um, do you think? Do you think we're ever going to get back to a point where? Do you think Trump has normalized? I really wish just just. I wish Trump had normalized sex work more. I was going to say, do you think? Do you think that we can get like a single president who just fucks? I hope so. France France had one a couple of years back, didn't they? Uh, are you talking about like Sarkozy? No, no. Because no. I don't think he. Um, did they have? Did they have? That's a good question. Uh, no, they definitely had a. I know Italy's got a porn, porn actor uh, uh, minister in parliament, or did. I don't know. If they also have Mussolini's granddaughter. Still, yeah. They, they like a little variety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird how, like, in some parts of Europe, fascism never went away. It just kind of became less popular slightly. Oh, well, she was a popular actress, too. What, Mussolini's granddaughter? Jesus Christ. The Jim Carrey, dude, the Jim Carrey versus Mussolini's granddaughter was like uh, this world. Can think about this shit in like 2015 or 2014? Just go back to like the old America for a minute. 
it's so weird. The the old world, even I guess, because that wave of populism is everywhere. Yeah, that'd be weird. But yeah, it, 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 it's I I kind of feel like like for instance the fact that um I know I know that Cory Booker is not a particularly popular candidate, but he's single, right? Does and he have there, a girlfriend? There's gay rumors. There's rumors that he fucks, whatever. But he's he's a credible candidate, even though he's not one of the most popular. If like four front runners were cleared off the list, he'd be the front runner. He's popular enough that he would be. He could be. That that's weird that we li- to me that we live in an America now again for the first time since like the eighteen hundreds where there's an ambiguity as to the dude's personal life. Yeah. I don't know, it, I, and I feel like Trump is actually like normalized that in a way. I don't know, like even if Melania had like divorced him after the stormy stuff hit or something, I don't think it would have affected his base or anything. I think it would just be like, oh yeah, marriage stuff happens. People have problems. I mean, they've already accepted that he has five children from three different wives. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, it's, I, I can't imagine. For fuck's sake. His first lady has been a nude model, which yeah. would be career-ending for anyone else. I know that's what I'm saying, and 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 I actually think that's okay though that she's a, like a lot of people like the to, to to I've seen on like t- social media where people are like look his wife's a slut and it's like shut the fuck up. Yeah, you wish you were inside her too. You you wish that you that people cared enough to share pictures of you when you were nude and whatever, but it's a weird thing to attack somebody on. Them being nude in, in a modeling shoot. It's not like, it's not even like a, those are fairly, they're not particularly scandalous photos. No, it's not boobs. at all. She's got nice tits. It's boobs. They're nice. <laughs> it is what it is. And, and, and yeah, it's weird that we, that it, that, that comes from the liberal side too. Yeah. The, the liberal side is slut shaming. Yeah. That, that's something I thought was, that was really weird about this. I just, like when I'm pissed about, I mean it's clear I don't like the guy, but I don't attack her. I mean I think it's funny that she don't want to hold his hand, but that's it, not it, an attack. That's a, that's a yeah, praise. It's, it's an observation right there. It's but, a praise, but it's it's a <laughs> it's a weird. It's well, a he weird, knows she knows where that hand's been. It's been in other pussies, but not voluntarily. Well, according the, to I mean, his own admission, it's been voluntary on his part. Yeah. Consent is a two-way street. It is. <laughs> Somebody's going to send me hate mail over that. They're like, that's bullshit. I wanted to circle back real quick. The previous president of France divorced his wife and was out dating like, while he was president. Was that Francois Hollande? Uh, that was... Yep. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. He's not a particularly attractive dude either. Dating actresses, though. Can we see him? Out dating fucking French actresses. Yeah, look at that guy. He looks like Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding fucks. I see him at shows all the time. Wait, really? Oh yeah, like, like he goes out to comedy shows. And what does Mis- he does he pull? He pulls, Mister Belding Fox. What the fuck? Welcome to Hollywood. Well, he, he also lives out here. Oh yeah, I figured he would live lived out in Kentucky or some shit. No, Mister Belding lives here. What? He's a working actor and fully introduces himself by his full name. Damn. Hi, I'm Dennis Haskins or whatever. The, yeah, it's Dennis Haskins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hello, I'm Dennis Haskins. Uh, yeah, like, full uh, name, Mister Belding Fox. That's so, but he, that blows my mind. He's also sober. Good for him. Yeah, but I wanted to see dark, drunk building. <laughs> dark. 
dark building where he's feeding people to pigs. <laughs> feeding dude, Zach Morris to pigs. Dude, how, how Lynchian would it be, though, if, if Mr. Belding had a pig farm for that purpose? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, not like in a... In a I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how much money I need to get together to do a Saved by the Bell recreation where Mr. Belding where feeds... all the, dark. And feeds Zach Morris to pigs. No, he would keep Zach, because Zach's the fall guy on a lot of stuff. Screech gets fed to pigs because Screech is a little too smart for his own good. Because Screech would be the dude that blurts out like the thing that they're all trying to conceal. Zach can keep a secret. Maybe Slater? Yeah, probably Slater, yeah. Because yeah. he'd probably try to take over the business, you know what I'm saying? But, oh, how much money would it take to fund that s- sketch? Oh, that'd be amazing. I I just feel like... <laughs> Mr. Building Pig Farm is... <laughs> I don't know if I can top that. That's... I don't know what I, I... That's that's it. AC Slater, please report to the principal's office. Oh, dude, you just hear the, like, the pig sound. Like the, <laughs> kinda, that's a really bad pig sound, but you know what I mean? Like the, I'm a little bit tired. Um, they just go on a field trip to the pig farm and they don't all come back? This is what happened to Miss Bliss. Rest in peace. I poured one out for Miss Bliss. Poor Miss Bliss. Yeah. To think the series was originally about her. <sighs> Did you what did you watch the Saved by the Bell? <laughs> this is such a weird tangent. Did you watch the Saved by the Bell like TV movie? Or was it like a bunch of different little kid actors like playing the Saved by the actor? No, I never saw Saved that one. Cast? It's based loosely on um the tell all that Dustin Diamond wrote, I think. Before or after he stabbed a man. Did he stab somebody too? Oh. That must have been God, this is like me being... I'm like sad now. This is this is what happens when I have like... I don't know how many whiskeys I've had now. Um, one. You've had one whiskey. Yeah, one continuous one. But imagine being on all the like calendars. like Remember the scholastic like catalogs and shit in school? Oh my God. He was I, in all these calendars. He stabbed someone on Christmas Day. What the... F- in Wisconsin. Oh. Let me see that shit. Sorry, this is... And he only got four months in jail for that shit? He is a That's celebrity. That's murder. It's Wisconsin, and he's their biggest celebrity. Okay. I mean, it's after all, it's Wisconsin. He didn't but, eat their face. But, like, he, I know he wasn't, like, a pop, popular, but he was in all the spinoffs. He was the constant, you know, the constant. <clears throat> and he was on all the merch. $1,000 restitution the also. Dude had to have made bank. How do you go from that to stabbing a dude in Wisconsin? Poor investments. Or maybe his parents ripped him off. He was a child actor. Oh, yeah. That's fucking parents. Yeah. Yeah. That just like made me really depressed, man. Apparently, he didn't start it. Apparently, people started harassing Screech in the bar. Where do you get the knife? Just carry a knife randomly. It would be... Okay. So, if, if he disarmed the other guy and the other guy had the knife and he like did one of those little action... Oh, he used, a, he used a pen. He stabbed him with a pen. He Joe pesci the motherfucker. Yeah. Yes! Dustin Diamond, Joe Pesci's a motherfucker. Oh, that's so tight. He casinoed him, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's... Diamond and his that girlfriend... That's kind of cool. ...were inside the bar when a group of intoxicated people started behaving in a rude and insulting manner, leading him to believe there was they going to be a brawl. Screech. They totally called him Screech. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He said he turned to close his account and get their coats, but when he looked back, his girlfriend was bleeding and the two men were holding her hair. What the... What? So they beat up his girlfriend? Apparently. Diamond said he moved towards his girlfriend when the men grabbed him. Diamond said he may have stabbed the man with a pen. 
that he used to slide the credit card receipt. May have. Oh, no. But later conceded he was armed with a knife. Okay, it was a knife. Damn. I breezed it and saw that he initially said it was a pen and didn't read the whole thing. So he lied and still only got four months. Yeah. He probably did that under oath, too. Diamond stated he did not intentionally stab the individual, but the bar chaos broke out and people were grabbing him and he swung with his arms to break free. The man identified as the stabbing victim told the police he didn't see the knife or initially feel being cut and the wound was not life-threatening. Do you know what's fucked up? He doesn't have the most tragic Saved by the Bell after story. Lisa does. Have you have you seen her her book? More botched surgery? I don't know. Oh, damn, man! This is this is this is this is sad. Uh, where is it? No, no. There was one where it was really fucking but bad. I, she, she's not well. Have you have you seen? She's got a. Oh, Lark. Oh. Yeah, yep, yep. I just, I, I didn't know that. But I, I I remember looking at, she'd written a book. And man, it was, it looked like the first draft was on the walls of an asylum. Really? I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not trivializing mental health shit. It's just it, like, depressed me to see that oh my yeah yeah what the fuck is that i don't know <laughs> just trying to find yeah no. more pictures of her uh <sighs> it, it's like somebody killed her and wore her face as a mask like it's like it, it's like leatherface and i'm not making light it's just literally like it looks like oh my god is dustin diamond wearing her face that's what it looks like. It looks like somebody like cut off her face and just put it on. Poorly. Ah. Oh, this is like the weird plastic surgery and feed everyone to pigs episode. Is this the darkest podcast you've ever been on? It's pretty dark. It's pretty sad. It's just I feel like I've poured out more whiskey for this podcast than any other I've ever done. Been known to have that effect on people. Yeah, it's just damn, man. Because, like, I'm a little bit more sensitive to people going in in tragic kind of ways, uh, or tragic trajectories, I guess, because I feel insanely, I'm entering, you know, I'm in my, I just turned 35 uh, uh, two weeks ago, and my, my cousin, um, she she died back in 2017 at 25 years old. And so I feel like really mortal lately, right? And so when I'm like, I see something like that where somebody had some success. Uh, where they could have branched off and done other things or or, or built a life for themselves. And, and shit is just like, I mean, it doesn't look good. Definitely not. I got one real quick question. Yeah. How long ago did they dig your cousin back up? Do what? No, she's not Greek. Oh, okay. American side. Um, well, that joke just fell. Yeah, right. That way to bring that up. Um, no, in Greece they would. My my grandfather died last year. They'll dig him up in about two years. Uh, they'll exhume him or whatever, and, and if he's decomposed, they'll wash his bones off and file him away. If he's not, they'll put him back down under for another two. 
Unless you produce some drachma. Yep. Which ain't gonna happen. Uh, yeah, no, that's a no. That's a, it's a fine question because you you were under the impression she was Greek. Um, well, why not just bring the tr- Greek tradition to America? Yeah, go right. dig her up. Yeah. Let's have a couple more whiskeys. Let's go dig her up. Dude, drive to Kentucky for that. Oh, there's a lot of bourbon there. Yeah, there is. That's true. That's true. This is, we can get Elijah Craig straight from the tap. Oh, I'm buying Weller if bourbon, I'm there. The bourbon tra- the bourbon tap. Uh, no, it, it, it it's one of those things though. I, I see something like that and it just it like fucking depresses. Because I'm like, dude, you don't know when your time's gonna come, and 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 to like have derailed that spectacularly. Just just get a job at Target, Screech. You don't have to make the headlines all the time, man. You don't have to release the sex tape. Just, just go work at just get a job loading trucks. It's fine. Or stab no dudes shame. for real. Yeah, like or 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 if you want to be a fucking badass, do what Tommy the Green Ranger did and become a fucking like UFC guy. The greatest second act in the history of child stars. That's all. That's that's it. I'm done. I, it's... Oh, my favorite part about Tommy the Green Ranger is slid into one of my friends' DMs. Really? Oh yeah. Did it, did it work? No. Uh-uh. But I was telling her to go for it, dude. But only if he brings the fucking the flute. I wonder if that he plays that for, to get an erection. Dude, you know he's got that. You know he kept that shit. He had to have. But just imagine him playing and then just bling. He was like, also the White Ranger, but nobody gives a fuck that he was the White Ranger. We all remember the Green Ranger. Well, there are parts of Middle America that definitely care that he was the White Ranger. Yeah, they can go fucking die. Uh, we'll feed them to pigs. He had that fucking like Mecha Godzilla thing that was ah, that was so great he started off as a villain yeah yeah no he was he was the greatest power ranger and sliding into girls dms second in. greatest power ranger the greatest power ranger was the yellow ranger rest in peace hey the blue <laughs> ranger i think murdered somebody what is everything from my childhood a sham except for tommy because he went and became a fighter god i respect the shit out of that <laughs> He only got six years for killing his roommates. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Oh, no. Oh, the what? Red Wild Force Ranger. I swear the Blue Ranger. Oh, it's only it wasn't the original Blue Ranger, the uh, nerdy dude with the glasses that looks like a serial killer. He probably retired to, like, the Northwest. No, he definitely committed some crimes. <laughs> Are you profiling him? Yeah. Why do with glasses? He probably ran a couple red lights. No, I remember Didn't reading these tickets. Billy Cranston. You think he's related? <laughs> to Brian, no, I mean that's the character. That'd be so sick, dude. I swear he committed. I mean, he definitely came out as gay too. But wait, I, and Cranston was Zordon. Was Brian in the, Cranston in the in the new Power Rangers? Oh, in the movie. new one. What? That was like a, my double rainbow moment. Where I was like, <laughs> what does this mean? Billy Cranston was a Blue Ranger, and Brian Cranston was Zordon. I might just be wrong on this one. Yeah, maybe you're you're. You're mixing up. You got wires crossed there. Uh, well, one of the rangers. They're still all criminals. Mur- one of the rangers still murdered someone. I know one of the the yellow ranger died in a car accident or yeah. some shit. I wonder if Amy Jo Johnson's still hot. Felicity? No, the pink ranger. Yeah. She was in Felicity, right? She was like the weird the, wow. the competition character. Google's listening. I typed in Amy and it went to autocomplete Joe Johnson. Yeah, dude. Google knows. Knows everything. Oh, she has her own website, amyjojohnson.com. That is not And secure. she does porn? 
I wish. It's the same. She looks exactly like she did when she was in her like twenties or teens or whatever that was. There's no way. Yeah, that's got to be like an ancient picture. Or it could be one of those Kate Beckinsale things where she has not aged in fucking thirty years. Yeah, still hot. She looks the same. Mostly. Mostly. Okay, that's a weird picture. So, somebody was telling me that like a thing with uh, celebrities is to get like baby foreskin cream. Baby foreskin cream? Yeah. And like, use that as facial cream. I don't fucking know. I haven't been. It's like privy to that tier of yeah. There's like celebrity. I I yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't have that caliber of celebrity on this show. No, the the very. Top tier celebrities I have on the show are comedians and metal dudes. Neither one of them give a fuck about skincare. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's. I don't want to spend the entire podcast looking at like Google and shit. But there, there's skincare is a weird thing where people are like. I mean, I know there's well, it's like the pressure that Tara Reid faces where she has to be like fit and have big boobs and and be this and that, or. Whatever happened, the Mickey working of Lark Voorhees. The Mickey working of Mickey Rourke. Yeah. He was a good looking dude in his youth. Yeah, he was. He's a fucking handsome dude, and I don't know what happened. Uh, he went back to boxing for some crazy reason. What? Yeah. But what happened to what? That's a, but he got busted up of... boxing and then got oh. a bunch of plastic surgery done. Oh. Why, Mickey Rourke? Is watched yeah. Angel Heart recently. Guy was at the so top good. of the like women wanted to have sex with him all the time. Dude, he young Mickey Rourke is my one of my like I maybe. He's actually a really good fucking actor on top of it. Yeah. Especially now, maybe the plastic surgery made him a better actor. It might be one of those like cuz you can't see his face move fully. It's like the chewing food, like Brad Pitt eating food. He just seems like a better actor when he's eating. Yeah, I have a Marv Sin City poster over in the corner. Yeah, he was great. I, I fucking hate that movie, but he was great in that. Why movie. do you hate that movie? It bores the shit out of me. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to get hate mail, but I, I'm not a Robert Rodriguez fan. Okay. He's just not That's fair. an interesting director, but he has the reputation of one. <laughs> I If you're into Spy Kids. But Sin City, I, I don't know. Like It was... I I liked it okay the first time I watched it. I just never... Aside from Mickey Rourke and, and, and my young, you know, like young self going, ooh, Jessica Alba dancing. Um, never really got into the movie much. It, it just didn't just didn't land for me. I don't know. It looked cool. I, I loved I love that movie. The sequel's hot garbage. Yeah, I tried to watch I couldn't even get through it. I watched like thirty minutes of it and gave up. It was like the spirit. Oh, the spirit. Who thought it would be a good idea to let Frank Miller actually direct a movie? Somebody did. To circle back <laughs> to OK Cupid days, I matched with a girl who like listed the spirit as one of her favorite movies. And shortly after matching, Yikes. I criticized the spirit, like, you know, kind of friendly. And it became a thing. What? Yeah, she string of profanity at me about talking shit about the spirit and it was not like fuck that movie criticism it was like it's poorly acted the plot's a joke it is really bad 
Samuel L. Jackson chewing the scenery is probably the best part of that movie. It looks, it's still a pretty, like, there's some moments in it that I'm like, that's a pretty film. It's, it's, it's. It tried to ride the coattails of Sin yeah, City, though. It really, I mean, there's nothing in it that Sin City didn't already do better. But, I don't know, like, I just, such a weird. It's a weird movie to die, like, this is your hill. Yeah, somebody invested money in that. <laughs> There's a lot of things people invest. I, I know, in. but that's one that even my like dumbass would be like, no, that's not a good idea. Maybe if Robert Rodriguez is on board, we'll let him do it because he's at least I don't like his directing, but at least he's experienced. Hey, what are you talking about, man? Frank Miller's co-director on Sin City. Hmm. Yeah, as in he storyboarded it with comics. Actually, Rodriguez had to leave the Directors Guild to direct that movie with Frank Miller. Because <laughs> that was probably the only way he could get the movie made. That was probably the only way Miller would agree to getting yeah. it made. Because Miller's an asshole, apparently. My favorite, my favorite thing, people, because people are like, because Frank Miller had so many fans forever that were like, "Oh yeah, I love the Dark Knight Returns. I love all this stuff." And then, like, when he became famous beyond just like, people were like, "Wow, he's so right wing and crazy." Oh my god! And I remember reading this Alan Moore interview where he's like. Oh yeah, he's like, oh yeah, Frank Miller's been like that since like forever. Like people just now notice because he's famous now. It's just yeah, fame bit him in the ass. Yeah, ah, because I I just oh holy terror, that's fucking racist. That's some horrible shit. Three hundred's fucking racist as shit. Oh, the depiction of the Persians. Yeah, I'm just like wow. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, just a little. Yeah, I mean. Since he's a little homophobic at points. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but since, I mean, it's the the stu- the source material for Sin City, though, all the noir stuff is very, like... Yeah, that stuff was also yeah. written in the fucking 30s. If he, if he was, that's what I was going to say. If he's doing a 30s homage or something like that, I'm more inclined to go, okay, I see what he's doing here. But when it's, like, holy terror or or... The super right wing all star Batman, where he's like making people piss themselves and stuff. Or no, I don't remember if he pissed. I don't remember. It was like some weird shit where he's just like hyper violent Batman and just I don't know, man. I can't get into like the cranky old man Frank Miller's. Like his Daredevil run is fucking excellent, even though Nachios is not a fucking Greek name. <laughs> just saying. Um, but I thought the Greeks liked Nachos. I couldn't help myself I mean, there. I mean, dude, this is like full of full circles. You're just thematic reprise. So how about that Nacho OK Cupid moment? Sin City as a comic is actually still one of my favorite fucking yeah, comics. Yeah, it, it's a fucking excellent comic. And, and that's, the, that's the shitty thing about Frank Miller is he's done a few really fucking brilliant things. She smells like Angel's supposed to smell. My Goldie. Like, it's just, oh. Yeah. Especially Rourke's deliverance of that, in, that yeah. line and, oh. So believable as Marv. But then Frank Miller's like, every kid should go to war. And I'm like, would you, Frank Miller? He's a Vietnam age. Is he? Did he go to Vietnam, though? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I feel like... He might not be old enough to go to Vietnam. I feel like all those dudes, like John Milius, did he go to Vietnam? Uh, Miller was born in 57, so... Yeah, he would have been just too young. He'd have been about 16. If he really wanted to go, he could have gone. 15, 16, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe... And he just missed it. 
But yeah, that's such a weird thing. I'm more. Do you read? Do you read a lot of comics? A fair amount. Fair amount. What? What? Uh, you're more into superhero shit or like more? So I used to be really deep into superhero shit. These days, it's mostly image titles. Okay. Um, I'm a huge fan of Saga. Like fucking everyone. Okay. I've only read like the first couple issues of that. Well, they're on hiatus till at least October. You might as well catch up. What the fuck is Brian K. Vaughn doing right now? They took a year off. At least. From only doing one comic and not doing any TV shows? Correct. Hmm. Though, why The Last Man was supposed to be adapted to TV, so he may have been doing some shit with that. Maybe. Consulting. Yeah. Consulting. They gave him a production credit, so he's like, oh yeah, I gotta take the year off now. Yeah, like, hmm, craft services. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, let's see, what else have I been reading? Uh, Criminal. Criminal? That's Matt Fraction? No, it is no. Brubaker Phillips. That's Sex Criminals, I'm thinking of. Ed Brubaker. Brubaker, yeah. Yeah, I uh, we're Matt Frack. I I see him at the grocery store. Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction live like near me. That's cool. Is, yeah, it's just like one of those things. I'm like, oh, there's Kelly Sue DeConnick dressed for judo or karate or some shit, jujitsu. I don't fucking know. It's it's some some martial art of some sort. Well, but, attack her and find out. <laughs> could you imagine? She's like this. Well, she's it, like three foot tall. I mean, if she wheel kicks you, it's taekwondo. If she chokes you out, it's jujitsu. <laughs> Could you imagine me being like, "Hey, I, lo- I love, I love bitch play," just fucking getting completely annihilated just for saying hi? Just make sure someone has their camera phone. No, ready. it's it's funny though because every time I saw uh, Matt Fraction at the grocery store, it was one of those things where I wanted to be like, "Pizza dog," because of the Hawkeye comics and shit. But at the same time, I'm like, "That's an." That's a really dick thing to do. Because I get... I fucking hate when... God. I don't hate... It's, it's I get anxious when people come up to me at conferences or conventions or whatever. And they're like, hey man, I love your press. Do you guys have open submissions? I'm like... Mm, I gotta... Because we have that thing where everybody tries to pitch you a movie, but it's a book. <laughs> same, you know, same thing. It, it, it's really stressful when you're... When you're you don't want to be a dick because you know how hard it is to, to be out there. But man, it's it's yeah. So I, I, I the the I never yell pizza dog. One of these I days. I, no, I don't think I will. I think it's it's one of those things I just can't I can't bother I can't bother people who get that kind of attention because sometimes they just want to take their kids to karate. Fair enough. Fair. So have you ever thought about writing comics? Um, yeah, a long time ago. I mean, I wanted to write. X-Men back in the day. Like Chris Claremont era? No, actually, um I'm a I'm I mean I was born in the eighties, but I'm my my X Men my favorite X Men run was uh Joe Kelly Steve Siegel in the late nineties. Before it was torpedoed by Bob Harris. See, I was out by the late nineties with the X Men. Okay. They had a really good run. They went back to like the Claremont kind of stuff, but they got rid of the stupid cheesy shit. So you didn't have like the Phoenix Saga, which is awesome, but then within the Phoenix Saga, it's like, oh, is Juggernaut and Black Tom talking to a leprechaun? Like, are they? They're having a discussion. They're having a serious discussion with the leprechaun, right? Now. Or shit like during mutant during mutant massacre, the power packs there. Like, yeah, why are it, these four kids here? Yeah, this Claremont, is one of the darkest storylines you have ever fucking written. <laughs> Claremont had some iconic moments, 
but he would riddle them with stupid shit. He would just be like, you know, how can I make this dumb? And any like, inclusion of the power pack does yeah, that. The power pack, though. Damn, that's a fucking name from the past. I, I fucking blocked them out of my life. But yeah, they they brought the X Men back to that kind of like they're playing baseball. They're doing kind of like the old, you know, they're being a family again. And they they made Psylocke interesting. That was shocking. They brought in a couple of new characters, um, and they built up this. They brought Colossus back to the team. They brought back that like Nightcrawler, Colossus, Kitty Pride, Wolverine. You know, like they had the classic Claremont team, the, uh, the giant size X Men team. Yeah, yeah, like the good one, the the really fucking great team that I, I love. And then they, but they also had like Cannonball and Marrow and like all these other. They, they brought in a couple of cool like other see folks that, and just it was at the point where they started dressing them like fucking ravers that i was out <laughs> oh that's the grant morrison run where they were all they were wearing like leather fireman outfits yeah i i like that run the costumes not the best but though from the the late 90s one of my favorite x-men runs is the age of apocalypse stuff. that was fucking excellent that was dude the age of apocalypse is the they really wrote a excellent um anti-fascist like x-men saga it's like because it's, it's world war ii with fucking mutants you know and, and the stuff that came out of that the whole like bishops they made bishop interesting that way because it's like oh he he knows the truth and no one believes him they just think he's a crazy old man because it's been 20 years yeah because he was already out of time so yeah yeah so you got to stay but x-men was like pretty cool uh the the I really liked the um, Gen X. Uh, well, it's just, they like killed off main characters in that run. It was like fucking horrifying. They killed off main characters. They made Cyclops Sugar a fucking. They made Cyclops a fucking villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. With one eye, because Wolverine. I think Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, he took Wolverine's Wolverine, hand. Yeah, Wolverine had one hand. He was dressed in the like kind of tribal and so looking. And Sabretooth was a was a hero. Good guy. Yeah. With a wild child chained to him. <laughs> As a pet, yeah. It was... That was uh, the Rogan Magneto thing. Like, there was, some, there was some interesting dynamics in that. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, oh, I can use magnetism so we can fuck. Yeah. It was kind of a stretch, but all right. Like, what do you... Line her pussy with metal? How does this work? Yes, that's actually what he did. It was remote because he can just, like, use other stuff to fuck her. Oh, he just backs the giant Hitachi up? Yes. He, <laughs> he had it trucked in and then assembled it with his magnetic powers. Nah, Age of Apocalypse is fucking excellent, and, and I'm glad that it's recognized. It's actually one of the, like, the f- things that people cite from the 90s as being like the crossover. Because I remember when that shit was happening. I was living in the Netherlands, and we'd go up to... my dad's. A, I'm a military brat, and, and my dad was stationed in the Netherlands for a while. And... We would drive up to Wiesbaden Air Force Base. There was a comic book shop, and I'd be like, getting the fucking, I'd be like, Age of Apocalypse, yeah, dude, I got fucking ash can, like uh, the the it's it's like a little comic, it's like this big, it's like a three by, it's like a note card sized comic. That's all the designs of what they were gonna do with the Age of Apocalypse. Like it was like a little bonus thing, and and just getting all collecting all those issues. That, that was a good that was that was a good crossover. It's one of the best. Yeah. 
And I love that Mr. Sinister is still fucking Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorite, my favorite uh, X-Men crossover after that in the 90s, though, was Operation Zero Tolerance, where they, they had... Um, fucking Bastion. Yeah, you you remember that shit. Because they, they, they took everything from the X-Men and they dropped it down to the core characters. And there was an episode where... Or an issue episode. There was an issue where... Um, they had to get a bomb out of Cyclops's chest by using Wolverine's claws. That's the Joe Kelly run, I think. No, it's Scott Lebdell. I don't fucking remember anymore. But yeah, they straight up had to like open heart surgery with Wolverine's claws. And they had to like stare. It was it was like cool shit because there was nothing in the mansion. It was empty. And then there was like uh, the cable dead the cable stuff with the. Operation Zero Tolerance, where he like broke in to steal the Xavier protocols and shit. I'm a fucking nerd. This is like way too inside baseball with comics, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I read a lot of that shit. Yeah, that was X Men was my dream. That was what I wanted to write. That was I have I have a pitch. I have a team. Uh, if that, if I ever if I ever if my writing ever takes off to where Marvel's like, hey man, write your out of continuity X Men dream comic. I'd be like, yes. Give me Quentin Quire. Hey, now that Marvel's reacquired the film rights to X-Men, they're going to start promoting them again. Now's the time to pitch. Yeah, right. I'm serious. I, I have a I have a team. Pitch? Pitch away. Do it. I Well, I mean, I have to like look at my notes. I actually wrote notes. This is like, that's how bad it is. Um, Who is your favorite X-Men? My favorite X-Men? That's a good question. Um, That's changed a lot. But, oh man, that's tough. I mean, obviously, when I was a teenager, it was Gambit. But that's I still stand by Gambit. I mean, I mean, he saved he saved the like bottom of a bolo cocoa puffs for like Rogue to drink. He also caused the mutant massacre. True that, yeah, he did. Um, favorite X Man. God damn, that's a. I really liked. I liked Quentin Quire. I really, I don't know if you, that was during the Grant Morrison run. He's a super powerful, like, psychic character. He's kind of a, a, um, the fuck is that Kubrick film with the ultraviolence? The, the Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. He was kind of a Clockwork Orangey kind of character. Um, and he's just chef kiss. Like, he's, he's just great in every incarnation. And, I really liked him. I liked what Grant Morrison was doing to Zorn. Um, but if I have to go like classic X-Men. Uh, shit, man. Iceman, probably. Solid. Solid. Iceman, Iceman just... He, I don't know. He seemed like... I like Cannonball a lot, but he was he's still more associated with X-Force. He was their leader. Yeah. Post-Cable. Yeah. No, I, I I like the characters that kind of are out of their depth all the time, and I feel like Cannonball and Iceman were always like when they were put in the leadership roles, they're like, "Fuck, what do I do?" Uh, and I, I kind of appreciate that. I don't know. Favorite villains. Hmm. Your protagonist is only as good as their antagonist. Yeah. Um. Shit. I really like Dark Beast from Age of Apocalypse. He was sick as fuck. I'm glad they kept him too for like another ten years after that. Yeah, fucking Doctor Mangala, fucking 
Because he was like Mr. Sinister, but he was lovable. Not quite as clinical as Sinister was. Yeah. Um, yeah, shit. That's, yeah, X-Men villains. Because I have to, I'm, I'm scanting my fucking Rolodex of back issues and stuff like that in my head now. Um, I, I was always a huge fan of Apocalypse. And it was because of the Age of Apocalypse storyline where they really showed what you could do with that character. I don't think he ever... I think that was the moment he... That was at his full potential. Um, I thought when Magneto was written by the right writer, when he, you know, like, doing some cold-hearted shit, like, ripping out Wolverine's adamantium skeleton and shit. Like, that was that was tight. Why didn't that happen, like, 30 years before? But... Because the comic code wouldn't have let that yeah, happen right? 30 the years ago. Code, yeah. Comics of th- code authority or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty pretty basic with my, with my x-men villains aside from like dark beast and 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 that shit magneto was always a great because you kind of agreed with him once in a while he was kind of like killmonger in the black panther movie we're like this guy's fucking horrible but at the same time i i, I kind of get what he's saying for the most part until he said bury me with my ancestors yeah Dude, you're actually direct lineage from Wakanda royalty. So just, None of your ancestors were ever slaves. I don't know that that part of the movie was talking specifically through... I know, I know, I, I know. But I'm just being an ass. I'm like... That, I mean, I mean, he could have just meant like where my uncle's buried, like down the street. Put me in the plot next to him. Well, he said bury Where's me at sea. Buried? He said bury me at sea like my ancestors. Yeah, escaped slaves. Wait, who's his mom, though? Was she Wakandan? She had to have been. Was she, though? They never really explained that. Fair, fair. I just refuted you. Sorry, It's it's entirely possible. Yeah, it it could just be... Shit, that would be some clever writing to kind of just... Marvel's not known for their subtlety, though, like that kind of stuff, but I guess... And Ryan Coogler's not exactly known for his subtlety, either. Yeah. You ever seen uh, Fruitville Station? Yeah, 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 but that... that, that, That's a great movie. That fight scene in Creed, though. I'm just, like somebody out there is like, yeah. No, I yeah, like Ryan Cooler as a director. He's just not subtle. Yeah, no, not really. Um, but yeah, Creed, dude, Creed's so fucking good. I really like that movie. Give you know, Michael B. Jordan as many roles as you can. Yeah, like have him play Rocky. Fuck it, like just still on your out. It's gonna be Jordan versus Jordan. To think he was a little screen. kid on the wire. Yeah, right. And they murdered him. Dude, that, yeah. I felt bad when I first, the first time I saw The Wire, I was watching it. I, I marathon. I never saw it when it was like new. I watched it in 2012 or 2013 or something. And just, I was like, oh, this kid's going to get out. Nope. 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 That's why it's one of the best shows on television. Yeah, that was good. No one fucking made it out of that show unscathed. Stringer, dude. Stringer was one of the best. All right. TV villains, though. Stringer's one of the best. He is 100%. My, my favorite part about the whole Stringer thing is when McNulty tosses his apartment. He's like, who the fuck were we chasing? Like, McNulty is just yeah, so taken back about who the fuck Stringer Bell was. Yeah. Yeah. It just, ever, Stringer was just such a great, great villain. And... Yeah. Are you taking notes on a criminal conspiracy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was yeah. <sighs> and McNulty's such a great character too. That's honestly him, him why and, 
I'm not a big fan of the fourth season. It's so low on McNulty. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one with school, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was a good season because it did explore like some shit that's going on. Kind of. That's what I like about The Wire is that it, it elevates each season, goes into a bigger scope of society. And then, like, the fifth season goes into, like, the media and political type stuff. I think the fourth season it explored the political, too, right? Yeah, the fourth season explores the political a little bit. Uh, Littlefinger starts his political machinations. Littlefinger. <laughs> I love that he's not Carcetti anymore. He's just Littlefinger now. Game of Thrones is a bigger dude, show. Carcetti ran for president last election. Oh, the real guy that Carcetti, The real, yeah. The real guy Carcetti's based on, And, yeah. the, and the cool... The, the thing is, in the show, Carcetti's, like, fucking clever he's like and in the real life he's like look i can folk sing here's me with an acoustic guitar and you're like that's lame as shit this is who david simon based that character on little finger what a one oh shit it's one o'clock seeing as it is one a.m and 15 minutes ago you may or may not have a place to sleep why don't we call last call on this motherfucker all right yeah let's do that let me that Fine. sounds great michael where can we find you on social media where can we find king shot press um, all that fun shit uh on twitter at michael kazepi's on and at Kingshot Press on Instagram, it's the same shit. I think uh, M dot KZP because I'm like you know 2004 AOL screen name or Skype or whatever. Um, yeah, just Michael because I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitters, all that stuff. Um, Kingshot Press, Michael Kazepis, yeah, pretty simple. And new releases coming out. Um, we just released on America by Cody Goodfellow. Um, that one's about a underground concentration camp at a border a, at the, the U.S.-Mexico border where everything's free and you don't have to work. But it's also um, a place where they experiment on you and uh, test out new technologies. Interesting. Yeah. Very it's, interesting. It's, it's a really, it's really good. It's, it's kind of like, have you ever read, uh, are you familiar with Neil Stevenson? I'm no aware Okay. You're illiterate. Cool. It's if people are into Snow Crash or 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 Stand by Stephen King or anything like that. It's it's kind of like a hybrid of the two. So whatever you do, don't get the Stand as an audiobook. It's eighteen hours. Yeah, fuck that. I won't even read the Stand as a book. I read like half of it. I just watched the show. When I had an audible, Dauber was on that shit though. It was. When I had an Audible subscription, I got the Stand. I'm like, this is worth my free book, and then I realized that. Nobody wants an 18-hour audiobook. Nobody. But on that note... Sorry, I'm like texting my... my. I do have a place to stay. This is good. Yay! So, but I gotta get going to well, go there. That, that's <laughs> why we did Last Call. Um, Perfect. As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at and Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Because we have... Just a, just a tap.